announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. That is a disgusting act. Guess who's back? Episode 176, Lucha Outsider Show. I'm Leo. It's an me, Mario. Have no, no fear. <laughs> the legend thriller is here. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the yeah. villain, the safe, chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Radar, and making his return from Tampa, Florida. Yeah. He is a straight shooter on Twitter. Pew, pew. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L.I. What's going on, guys? Ryan, welcome back, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Fresh off of the plane from Florida and the beautiful sun and the beautiful weather. Didn't really get a good tan, but... Uh, I know. I was about to mention that, Ryan. Your, your tan <laughs> game is not, um, you know... Yeah, it's a little depressing. It's a little depressing. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know I went to Florida. You would not even know. Well, listen, Ryan. <laughs> listen, Ryan. To, to just put you over a little bit, right? Uh, one of my coworkers... Uh, this past, I think it was Monday. It was right after Mania. So this past Monday, uh-huh. um, I was telling uh, my one of my coworkers because his parents live in Florida. So we were talking or whatever, and we had some downtime. So I'm just scro- scrolling through through IG, and I see Ryan. He uh, posted his stories. What were you um, jet skiing? What were you doing, Ryan, over there? Oh yeah, hell yeah. You were jet skiing, right? Yep. So. I show this to my coworker. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. I'm over here busting my ass, right? <laughs> fucking hard work and labor. This guy's enjoying the sun jet skiing in Florida. Yeah, then, that was the only only good day I actually got in Florida because it rained the rest of the, the days I was there. Right, right, Dang. right. All right, so before we get to... Oh, by the way, also, Leo. Yo. Happy birthday, bro. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, happy Woo. birthday. Woo. Woo. 25. 55, the big 5-5. Five five. 25 in this country, what? <laughs> the big 5-5, five five, huh, Leo? No, not 5-5. Five five. <laughs> Although my back feels like 5-5. Five five. But no, uh, yeah, thank you. Dale, vamos. <laughs> Let's go wrestling. All right. Give me a minute, guys. Give me a minute. You know, it's been it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks, so give me a minute. Hashtag, it's Red Bull time. Dobly surround sound. And and no, I'm not a pirate. Because <laughs> I look like a pirate. I got the bandana. I got you know the nose piercing. You look like Captain Hook. Yeah, I'm more of a ja- I'm more of a Jack Sparrow kind of guy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Ryan's like I can see it. All right, so see so Ryan, talk to me, bro. You went down to Tampa. I hope you didn't get COVID. Right, you're good, right? I'm good, man. I'm good. I got tested 
when I got back. Oh, you know what? We got it. See? They got tested. We got tested. All right. So you're not one of those fuckers that said, hey, I got COVID. I got tested. I got okay. But I still went to WrestleMania. Because there is some guy going around there on social media. But go ahead again. Well, oh, yeah, I did see that, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, so, so, Ryan, talk to me. Talk to me about your experience in Tampa. Um, You know, uh, getting there, What you know, you was also with the homie Brian from the Royal Ramble, or what I like to call the Ramble Royale. Um, yes. So how, so how was Tampa? I know Nick was supposed to be on, but your brother <laughs> Nick, was uh, he's working today, right? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he would have loved to come on and uh, we'll talk, get him on. We'll know, get about him on. Weekend. Yeah, eventually. We'll um, you know, he had to get back to work. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. You know, uh, just a great weekend. Uh, didn't really do much, like I said, besides going to the two WrestleMania shows. We were just talking off air. I didn't really do any indie shows. I really just, I don't know. I really did not feel like doing too much this time around. Um, Usually for WrestleMania weekend, I load my schedule up to the mm-hmm. point where I'm rushing from one thing to the other. I don't even get time to like enjoy myself at the time because I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next. Right. And especially with the circumstances and everything with how COVID is, um, you know, even though, you know, most of the collective stuff was outside. I don't know. I just still just didn't want I just wanted to keep it a little low key, uh, just enjoy myself. And um, I did. I did just that. And let me tell you, there is a lot of misconception when it comes to Florida and COVID. Everybody just thinks it's a free-for-all down there. Nobody wears masks. Uh, it's not like that at all. It really isn't. Um, uh, unless I mean, you're a WrestleMania, which yeah. we'll touch on later. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I guess maybe if, unless like you do like a lot of the nightlife stuff where you right. go out to like the clubs, the bars and stuff like that, it might, might be different. But from everything, from my experiences during the day and um, every place I went to, I felt safe the whole entire weekend, had my mask on the, at all times. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, there was not one time where I didn't feel, you know, um, comfortable. And especially at WrestleMania, too, with everybody being on the concourse area at one time, even though it was only 25,000 fans, it didn't really feel like that because the place was still packed out and jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And with the weather being the way it was, you know, everybody was, you know, um, like really tightly packed together. But like I said, everybody... For the most part, wearing masks there. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, got back, tested, negative, and I'm good to go. So this year was a little bit different. While we did get the return of fans, you know, not only for WrestleMania, but some of the independent shows that was happening. Uh, One of my biggest things when it comes to like Mania Weekend, whether it's happening out here or, you know, I told you I've gone to New Orleans and Dallas. When you get there, when you get to like even the airport, it already you already get like WrestleMania feels. Like you see like oh, the yeah. banners uh, on the airport, and then once you kind of get outside, outside, and you get to like either the city or one of some or some of these major shows are happening, you're you're bound to bump into wrestling fans. Did it feel that way, even kind of during this kind of, I guess like the tail end era of this pandemic? Did it still feel that way or no? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, you know, the places, you know, like like you said, the energy is just top notch whenever you land in the city that WrestleMania is going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, we landed at the Tampa airport. There was banners for WrestleMania everywhere. So that was that was cool. I always I always just love that type of stuff, you know, just makes the weekend and the week and the you know the event itself feel really big. Um, and then, you know, everywhere I went, like uh, we, we ate at a Miller's Ale house, uh, we ate at this taco joint. Um and, like, everywhere you go, like, there's people with wrestling, like, uh, shirts on. So, you know, obviously a lot of people were there for 
WrestleMania and uh, even at the airport too, like going home. Right. So many people just walking through the airport with WrestleMania stuff. So and and you know just nice. other random wrestling shirts. So yeah, it, it still did feel like it was like a regular Mania week. Not nothing really, you know. Like I said, besides the amount of people that were there and the fact that WrestleMania was two nights and they didn't have like Takeover or anything like that, that was the only difference. But all in all, I, everything felt you know pretty normal to me. When you say you got there Friday, right? Yeah, Friday Friday evening we got there. Um, went to the superstore right away to spend an insane amount of money on merchandise <laughs> that I you... probably didn't even need. What the, any any good uh, gets? I uh, just got a bunch of t-shirts. Uh, actually, my brother should be uploading it soon. Uh, we did a, um, a Merch Mania video. Oh, okay, uh, okay. You know, if you're familiar with those videos, uh, basically just showing off the things we got. So, you know, a program, um, you know, just a bunch of shirts. I got a sweatshirt. Um, you know, nothing too, like, uh, out of the ordinary. Right. Um, but, yeah, you, you could you could find that video when it uploads Wrestling Radar on uh, YouTube. And we also have three vlogs up. Uh, mm -hmm. Day one, day two, and day three. Uh, so, just if you want to, if you want to get a feel of what the weekend was like and what we did and our experiences and stuff, just us messing around and stuff like that, and um, we definitely go check that out. They're all up right now on Wrestling Radar on YouTube. Yeah, I've been sharing that in um in our stories. You know, plugging <clears throat> the Wrestle Radar uh, vlogs Appreciate and stuff. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the whole merch thing because um, you know. WrestleMania, you you're bound to buy merch. It's bound to happen, whether it's like WWE merch or maybe when you go to these indies, you know, you support your favorite wrestler. But <clears throat> when I went to New Orleans, I remember when I went to Dallas first, I ended up buying like a whole bunch of merch and I brought it back with me. I'm like, man, my fucking it's like, you know, my my fucking like, you know, uh my my briefcase and shit. It's like fuck, it feels heavier and shit. <laughs> yeah, so then when yeah. I went to New Orleans, I'm like you know, the same deals that I'm getting here, I could get the same fucking deals on WWE Shop. So what yeah. I ended up doing was I ended up going on WWE Shop and just buying, like, you know, because it's like, oh, but I want the WrestleMania shirt from, like, uh, this year's WrestleMania of, like, you know, of New Orleans or whatever it is. You could buy that shit online and just get it shipped to your house. And whether it's for you or you want to give it to somebody else, I, I feel like it's much easier that way. Oh, it definitely is. And then not to mention, too, a couple weeks after WrestleMania, the stuff's on sale for like, you know, half the price that it, it would normally be. And you can get that shit for really cheap. It's just like, uh, you know, it's definitely easier. But for me, I get enjoyment, dude, I get like, it, it's a problem, but I get enjoyment out of going there and dropping money. Okay. I spent $295 in that store. Okay. Like, you, you know what? Yeah, listen, wait, 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 listen, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you enjoyed yourself. You enjoyed yourself. Yeah, man. dude, I have, a, I have like an issue. Like I'm in my glory in there. And, oh yeah, actually, um, it, so we went on Friday when I got there, right? And I bought all my stuff and brought it back to the room and stuff. And then we ate at Miller's. This guy and spent three hundred dollars uh, on merch. Yeah, three hundred dollars <laughs> on WWE merch. I have, a, I have an issue. Um, but then we went back. Hi, I'm Ryan, and I have an issue. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. <laughs> um, went, I went back on Saturday morning because one of my other buddies flew in Saturday morning, and uh, he wanted to go to the store. Because he didn't want to get the merchandise at WrestleMania, because you know it's 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 fucking nuts. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday morning, I actually ran into Byron Saxton and Greg Hamilton at the store. Oh they yeah, they were just there shopping. Yeah, really. So, like, I gave him fist bumps and um, two two cool guys. And you know, I asked him, I was like, "You guys get discounts on this stuff?" Like as a joke, and he's like, "No, we gotta buy it." And I'm just like, mm, "Yeah." I, that sounds like McMahon. <laughs> yeah, it does, but I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like that's not true. You think? Yeah, yeah. I feel like 
It's not true either. Especially the way, I don't know if he said it the way you just said it, but it, that didn't sound too convincing. Yeah, no, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, hey, he could be telling the truth. Like you said, it sounds like McMahon, but, um, you know. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have our, our opinions about McMahon and his uh, regime a little bit later. Oh, definitely. All right. Um, where should we go from here? Okay. So, uh, oh, one more thing on the merch thing. So you were mentioning, like, you get enjoyment of buying merch. So obviously I was not there. But, uh, man, so Joey Janela has this uh, line called Spring Break. Spring Break mm-hmm. Shop. Spring Break Forever, I think it's the, the, his clothing line, right? He dropped yep. this fucking shirt that has, like, very retro 80s, 90s feels. It's just a, it's a white shirt, and it's just a picture of his face and him posing, right? So it's like his face. It kind of reminds me a little bit. You remember, um, remember back in the 90s how WWF will come out with these shirts? Like Bret Hart had like this famous one where it was like mm-hmm. white and it said Hitman all over, and it's like his yeah, face. Yeah. It kind of the Joey Janela shirt reminded me of that, right? Really? So, so I was like, man, I need to get this shirt. So like. I'm like, fuck, man, but I'm sure, like, they're only selling it over there in fucking Tampa. So I was just like, I just I just commented on one of the posts, and I was like, I need the shirt. So then he, he he actually commented back, and I don't know if it was Joey or whoever runs his shop, but he commented back and was like, oh, it's live right now on the website. I went so quick on that website and bought that <laughs> shirt. That's the only merch I bought for Mania. Like, you know, Mania. Wow, that's, that's it. Because I, like, I, I was like, I needed this shirt. I You know, I'm ready to, like rock this shirt you know like at gcw like maybe in june if you end up going or whatever and fucking ac with some fucking chalk line shorts and you just see yeah you know, yeah yeah man oh, that's Join dope. i gotta i gotta check that out bro, I, check I, check out the I shirt bro. check out the yeah. shirt bro it's on spring break shop it's on spring break shop uh yeah i followed the instagram um of his of the clothing line but i don't know if i saw that yeah, yeah. it's a, it's such it's a white shirt it has like a little like you know, like um, Joey likes like all these like neon type colors, like you know, like, yeah, sky blue, yeah, very pink, flashy. whatever. Yeah, so it, it it's just a dope shirt. It reminds it has like a very retro '80s '90s feel to it. But yeah, that's, that's my. I, I love I love stuff. Like that's that. my little merch rant, if merch. you if you will. All right, dude, let's talk about Mania. So, night one, uh, we had we had a, a little bit of a rain problem. Okay, a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Um, they had my man Samoa Joe and a fucking poncho. But before we get into like, I guess the WWE stuff, talk to me. How was it for you and and you know and the whole Royal Ramble crew or the Ramble Royale crew? How was it for you guys? Like getting there? Did you guys get wet? Pause. <laughs> like what? What the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, we got wet, man. Um, this shit was a disaster. That is a disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was it was fine during the day. So actually, what what we did during the day on Saturday was we went to a baseball game. We went to the Yankees versus Tampa Bay Rays. Well, you just opened up a can oh, of worms. Yes. You yeah, opened yeah, up a I, can I, of worms. I, oh, I forgot about that. So okay, you was you what what game were you at, Ryan? Yankees versus Tampa Bay Rays at my favorite place, my favorite stadium, ah! the good old Slapicana Tropicana no! Field. How was Tropicana feel, bro? Tropicana beautiful, bro. Beautiful, <laughs> man. So, got uh, one of the greatest venues in the league. Um, just what a beauty, man. What a beauty. When you sent me that picture, I instantly posted it on my stories, and I just made the comments like, if if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how much Ryan loves Tropicana <laughs> Field, and I got so many reactions to that picture. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because think about it, you've been ranting about this 
you know, dome, right? Even before you became an official part of the podcast. This yes. <laughs> yeah. It was only fitting that I had to check it out when I was in Tampa for myself, even though, like I said, I'd been there already before years ago. Right. Um, but I had to, had to make my return trip to, to the beautiful Tropicana Field. So, uh, so I picture him walking in, looking and going, yep, hasn't changed. I, I should have taken, <laughs> thinking back on it, I should have taken a funny-ass video of me walking into that dump and just like, you know, just uh, shooting it on it so bad. So there was no, there was no LEDs, there was none of that in Tropicana Field. No, 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 no sign of anything WWE related. No, no, unfortunately, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Rays, they swung and missed on that one uh, by not having WWE leave some of their equipment there for them because they could definitely use it. Let me tell you, they could definitely use it. This this place looks like it could collapse at any mo- at any moment. <laughs> it really does. You look at the ceiling, you, you see like the big dome and everything. You're just like, and I'm just like pondering. I'm just like, man, this place looks like it could just like, you know, at any moment in time. <laughs> oh my god all right all right so let's but, get, let's get into yeah. mania and kind of your your mission yeah. to so, get to the stadium the reason i brought it up was because that's what we did on saturday afternoon and for the most part you know figures you know i'm, I'm inside at a baseball game it's an enclosed uh dome stadium so like you know during the day it was pretty nice out um and then of course we exit the stadium we you know after the game wait for the uber to pick us up to go back to the hotel and, you know, the skies start getting dark, and we're like, oh, boy. But at this point, it's only, like, 5 o'clock, like, 4, 35 o'clock. It may even start until 8 o'clock. And, you know, Florida, it rains a lot there, like, all the time. And usually it don't last. And I think we were messaging at that point in time, because I remember, I think I asked you, like, hey, how's Tampa? How are you doing over I there? I sent you the picture, right? And then you sent me the picture, like, this is my view right now. <laughs> yeah, and it did not look pretty. Um, so then we got back to the hotel, and, bro, the skies just opened up, dude. Like, thunder, lightning. Um you know, heavy rain. I'm I'm looking at like uh, pictures online about like things that are going on in the stadium, like the cardboard cutouts are like you know like um, flying around, and and the, the chairs on the floor are just like you know knocked over and everything. Wow. Um, and then you know I, I see some people saying like oh yeah they're telling us to leave you know to go into the concourse area and stuff because it's severe weather and we're just like oh my god. Then it then it it. The, like the thunder and lightning stops, but it's still raining. Like it's it's coming down, not too hard, but it's it's coming down. And you know, but it's it's at this point it's like six thirty, and we're like, all right, we got to head over to the to the stadium, you know. Um, so it was within walking distance, and man, my socks, my shoes, just soaking oh, wet, walking in puddles. No. I had um, you know, a couple of people that I was with had rain jackets, um, but of course I didn't, you know, I was I didn't bring one. Um, How was the besides should've. besides the rain and stuff? What was the temperature like though? It it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold. It was like about like hoodie I'd weather. Say it hit like what was that? Like hoodie weather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there right. was a, there was a there was definitely well with the with the rain there was a cool breeze. So like sitting at WrestleMania, like I wasn't sweltering. I was actually wearing my sweatshirt okay. during the show because there was a breeze uh, in the air. So it was it was very comfortable. But yeah, dude, what a disaster! Uh, you know, getting into the stadium wasn't bad. But, you know, they, they um, we had to fill out a health pass. And some of these idiots, man, I'm telling you, this QR code where you scan the barcode for the health pass, it's, it was like three questions that they just asked that you had to fill out on the WrestleMania app mm-hmm. to show the security guard. And then they take your temperature and then they let you go in and then you, you have to go through the metal detector and everything after that. But you wouldn't even believe how many idiots and peckerheads yes, are like up 
Yeah, because I, I, I love that. Every single time you you, you say peckerheads, mm-hmm. there's a whole walk bunch up of them. there and have no clue what to do, how, how to how to fill this shit out. Dude, there's QR codes every. I could only imagine what they look like too. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah, tell. Can you say virgins? Um, but um, you know. And then all of a sudden, the guys are like, this guy was not having it. I give him credit to the security guard. He's like, all right. He's like, move over to the side. If you don't have the health pass, you can figure it out. Whoever does come up from, I'm I'm like cutting through all these morons. I'm like, all right, I got it. I filled it out this morning. Like, I'm not an idiot. I'm capable of doing this shit. So it wasn't hard to get into the stadium. And then once we got in, oh, man, it was just like it was still raining. Uh, We actually ate, um, you know, chicken chicken nuggets and, um, and fries on the floor of the stadium, like off to the side. Well, you guys are sitting on the floor sit. like Indian style, like a couple of kindergarten kids with a yes. happy meal. <laughs> yes. Go watch the vlogs. It is some there's some good footage on there. I'm just sitting on the dirty floor of Raymond James Stadium. Um and then and then, you know, the rain let up. Then we, right. then we went in. Right. The show the show started, were right? With the, were your with seats the wet? Yes, yeah. Of course. We, I had to get paper towels from the bathroom and and wipe them off. Um, I think Ryan's. So, 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 I think Ryan's new name is going to be Ryan Sanitation. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, it should be. Come on, man! I had my sanitizer all weekend. I'm sanitizing, you know. Brought the little bottle with me. Yeah, man, I was prepared. I, I ain't Ryan going to Sanitation. Okay, so, so based on. <clears throat> So uh, based on some of the the clips you posted up and then some of the pictures or whatever, it sounds like you had a good crew with you. You know, I, I know yeah, Nick definitely. and I know Brian, <clears throat> but you guys were like, you guys had your mask on or whatever, and you guys, you know, were being precautious, right? One of my biggest takeaways from Mania this past weekend, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Mania as a whole. I enjoyed night one better than night two, but um, watching Mania... For whatever reason, I don't know if it's the fucking schmuck of Kevin Dunn or whoever else is fucking <laughs> directing this shit, but they focused a lot throughout both nights, people not wearing their fucking mask. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? Yeah, yeah. A lot of chin diapers uh, you know, <laughs> in, in, in the stadium. Chin diapers. Um, <laughs> you know, unless you were eating or drinking, but, um, you know. And that's clean. And that's clean. If you're eating or drinking, that's fine. But if you're pulling your mask down to fucking yell and scream, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, there was some there was some dude, uh, you know, we were talking to him. He's from the Tampa area, whatever. He started a conversation. Cool dude. Didn't wear his mask the entire time. No mask. No mask at all. And he's just sitting there. He was like sitting like, um, you know, a row or two in front of me, but like on like, you know, on the other side of the stairs. And um, yeah, no mask. No mask at all. And and the thing is, too. And listen, for the people that are like anti-mask wearers or or that's like, oh, I got my vaccine. Listen, for whatever reason, a lot of the people, not everyone, but a lot of people, they focus on these camera shots, their mania, not wearing their mask. They just fucking look disgusting. Like they look oh, like well, they, they just slop, sloppy fucking messes. COVID is the last thing yeah. they got to worry about. It's just <laughs> oh my god. It's just it's just a mess. But I digress. Um, okay, so you guys make it to your seats. Um, how long did you guys wait? Like now that you're finally uh, seated before the show actually even started. Like roughly, what was the time frame? Yeah, it was. We got to our seats a little like almost like probably like I'd say like. 7 30 ish okay um because i you know i remember uh eating around like like 7 7 15 ish and then um you know 7 30 because we were like oh well the show's gonna start in a half hour so let's see if we can go take some pictures and stuff 
And we did that. And then, of course, you know, show starts and Vince McMahon has an awesome speech. I loved it. You know, yeah. just seeing the, seeing the wrestlers come out onto the Me stage. Too. So, like, uh, this was obviously before it went on the air. And the, the set is dark. But all of a sudden, we see Kevin Owens walking out. He was the first one walking out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what, what the hell is he doing here? And then, you know, you see, I see Ricochet was the second one. I don't know how I remember this shit. And then, like, you know, they just all start flocking out. And, like, dude, the crowd's going nuts, bro. I'm right. like, Kevin Owens, he's fired up. The New Day, Big E, um, uh, Xavier Woods, Kofi, they're running across the stage, bro. They are fired up. It was just like, I got, like, chills, like, in goosebumps. Because it's like, you know, it's like the first time they're seeing fans in over right. the year. And it was just and the first time we're seeing them. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, like. It was a moment, an insane moment. Yeah, it was just an awesome moment. And then, and then once we everybody figured out like what was going on, like oh wow, like and, you know we saw Vince come out on the stage with Stephanie and, and Hunter and um, and Shane and everybody. And dude, it was just like the perfect way I felt like to open up the show. It was the, the energy, the vibe, everything was there, man. It was it was like everybody was ready to go. And then they played the video, and then we're all waiting for the opening pyro. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't come. I was just like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, they usually open the show with some, like, big pyro display. You know, it's mm-hmm. WrestleMania, for Christ's sake. And then, man, when, when we heard, I think it was Mike Rome, uh, go on the, um, the microphone and say, due to severe weather in the area, we have to, you know, um, move everybody to the concourse area. Please seek shelter. And then they, they put that um, the weather alert thing on the on a big screen and do that. We were just like, what? Like, this shit is on the air now. Like, what? Like, you got to be kidding. Listen, it wa- wasn't even raining at that point. Right. Watching it, too. I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this is a great, like, opening, you know, the whole mm-hmm. Vince thing. And, and and I think there was no other better way to start the actual show that way. Like, that was perfect. You see Aria yeah. Ripley crying. Like, it, it yeah. was just such a great moment. And then we're like, wait a minute. What the fuck are they doing? You see, like, backstage promos now. They got my man Samoa Joe fucking in a like he's about to ready to like you know get a hop on the line to splash mountain i don't know if it's a line for splash mountain but it's definitely a line mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it, it was so it's like only only a wrestling bro can like you know they return well you know when it comes to wwe they return with fans whatever you know smaller capacity whatever it is for wrestlemania but it's fucking delayed it's so it was so Dude. nuts watching it on tv too yeah, because, you know, I, I was wondering, too. I was like, well, what are they doing on TV? But that's, you know, that's the thing about WWE, too, is they are such, um, like, a top-notch organization and so, like, professional. They could adjust things on the fly right. like that. Right. So, like, I, like, they literally, like, I guess, I don't know how. See, it's so funny, too, because, like, they knew. Like, everybody knew, except for the fans watching at home and, and in the stadium, everybody knew that this was going to happen, right? Like when Vince and everybody are on the stage, they know that the show ain't starting right after this, you know, um, little thing and after the video and stuff. And we're all just sitting there like thinking it's going to start. <laughs> and so I, I'm wondering like how um, far in advance they knew if right. this, this was going to be a delay. Um, but man, like the way they did it, and I watched it back on the network when I got home. And, you know, just the interviews I thought were great. Um, you know, luckily it wasn't a long delay because if just no, say this was like an it hour, mm-hmm. well, just say this was an hour and a half delay or an hour delay, and they would have had to, they would have, not, I'm not saying they would have run out of material, but man, it it, it would have been more difficult to fill that time. But I think what they did was perfect, and um, yeah, man, like, like I said, they recovered nicely, and it's so funny too because we had um, our a couple of our uh, other buddies 
um, in in a group chat that me and Brian are in, saying like the show's starting in five minutes. Like Michael Cole's telling everybody the show's happening in five minutes, and nobody in the arena got word of that. Like no, like it did. Like I'm like what? Right. We're we're walking out there and it's still raining. I'm like, how is this show starting in five minutes? And then like a minute or two later, uh, they go back on the loudspeaker and they say the severe weather has passed, and you know, uh, and everybody starting soon. Every big pop. And, yeah, big pop, dude. Everybody starts running back to their seats, bro. <laughs> like it's freaking, like, so funny. They started playing the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre promo video. Right. And nobody nobody was there. <laughs> nobody was at their seats yet. And I'm like, no way they starting this shit. Right. No way is Drew McIntyre coming out to nobody here. Uh-huh. And then after the video, they, they ended up, like, uh, throwing it to Titus O'Neil and, and Hogan. Uh, so, like, they didn't start it right away. Which, I got, by the way, Hogan got booed pretty I, badly. I, 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 Thank you, Tampa, for booing Hogan. I do want to touch on that a little bit Thank later. Thank you, Tampa. But, um, okay, so you guys, show's on the air. It's starting or whatever. I, I don't think there was a, a any other better way besides, you know, not including, like, the, the whole Vince speech, but when it comes to, like, the first match, Drew and Bobby was perfect, and I thought this match oh, yeah. was great. It came off great on TV. I don't know how it came out for the live crowd, but the crowd was hot for it. I'm happy that Drew didn't get booed. Um yeah. Everybody I enjoyed, wanted him to win. Yeah, I enjoyed this match a lot, dude. I was um, I was happy they didn't boo Drew, but I also shocked because there there was a lot of people that have been behind Bobby and his being you know him being a champion. So I was just happy they didn't boo Drew and and the right guy went over and that was Bobby Lashley. Yeah, man. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I really did. I everybody was hyped up for, for Drew. Um, really, I think everybody wanted him to go over. But when Bobby did uh, end up winning. There was no like you know booze or, or riots or anything <clears throat> like that because I, I think Bobby Lashley is pretty over right now too and and I so one of my friends that I was with um, he was so like mad that they didn't give it back to Drew for the moment it wasn't and the right time like that it wasn't right and time. you know don't get me wrong it would have been a great moment but they the WWE needed to think long term yep here. they needed to think about the you know you give it back to Drew McIntyre for the moment great but then where do you go? with that you know we've already he's already had two separate reigns now as wwe champion does anybody really want to see that again i feel like him chasing it who knows if he'll eventually get it back or him just doing something else is the right decision bobby lashley needs to be holding on to this for a while now he deserves it and yeah i was really really happy with the result and the match itself i i thought was good i did see a couple of people online say it was a dud no absolutely not Everybody no, I always is going to complain about something. Great so. match. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed the finish. It, the finish didn't make Drew look weak either. Yes, I yes. thought this match was excellent, and I'm happy for both guys. You know, they opened up the show. Drew, even though Drew didn't get his moment um, reclaiming the title, he did get a moment because the fans blew up for him. He got, you know, yeah. you, could, you could see him, even him, he was getting emotional with the fan yeah. reaction. So um, I, I, was, I was really happy with this match, and... The right guy went over. Uh, there's not really much I want to talk about this women's tag team turmoil. I know some people were crapping on it. Um, I will say on TV, while there was no steam behind this, no nothing, I think it came out a little bit better on TV than what I expected. Um, you know, Natalia and Tamina went over. The crowd wanted them to go over, too, based on the reaction. Some reaction. What was that? Not this guy. <laughs> no. I- <laughs> I think I mean I'll, not that I really cared, but right. I wanted to see the ride right squad. squad. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have mind the right squad. Uh, Cesaro Seth Rollins. I thought this match was excellent, dude. Cesaro One of my matches of the weekend. Uh, Cesaro got it a must needed big mania win here, and 
more steam on Cesaro. Um, I kind of got some ideas for Cesaro where the future might hold for him. But Seth Rollins is in a place right now in his WWE career where he could afford losses and losses oh, yeah. does nothing to him. Cesaro needed this and the right guy went over. Especially at WrestleMania. How many wins has Seth Rollins had over the years at WrestleMania? And I'm talking about like big wins. Mm-hmm. You know, winning the world championship by cashing in. Um, he beat Triple H. Um, he beat Brock Lesnar. Yep. He won the Intercontinental title. So, like, he does not need to, especially at WrestleMania, uh, he could just put on a great performance like this and not go over and it'll be fine. So, dude, just like the coming out party for Cesaro. Everybody was so hot for him uh, being there live. And this was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. And I knew that going into it, that it was yep. going to be really good. But, man, it was just, it was perfect. It Excellent. Really was. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm really excited about this. I think um, this match delivered, and they definitely made a guy out of this match. And my boy, the champ that runs the camp is back, and he ain't alone, baby, because he got that <laughs> giant almost. You know, now people, because apparently almost after this match, now there's like, you know, there's like a flock. You know, there's um, almost has a set of fans. You know what they're called, Ryan? Do you know oh, what they're called? Oh, boy. They're, um, called, they're called the Homo sapiens. <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> they're called the homo sapiens so uh, if you're an almost guy you know if you're an almost fan you are now an homo sapien oh my god <laughs> interesting interesting listen before this match even started this is the way i looked at it almost just needed to be better than the great Kali. if he could be better than the great <laughs> Kali, it's already a win so he was almost better Almost. Wow. Listen, you know what? Congratulations. <laughs> listen, it was already a win. It was already a win if he could move if he could move better than Greg Kali, if he had if he had some type of athleticism with him. And he did. I think Samoa he, Joe's Poncho has more movement than the Greg Kali, bro. But we're not talking about Greg Kali, we're <laughs> talking about almost. But what I'm saying, like again, for a big guy, right. he did good. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, he, I, he's been able to move, he's able to keep up, and I think this year you did a lot better with the tag team belts that you did with uh, Braun Strowman and the little guy. Um, mm-hmm. Nicholas, no. Nicholas, 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 but, yeah. but yeah, they, the, you know, New Day made almost look great. I called it AJ was going to jump on top of almost, and he yeah. actually did with the phenomenal forearm. That should have been the finish. And That's I'm, my- and I'm just happy that AJ's a champ again. You know, I'm always happy when AJ's a champ. So, um, you know, they're the tag team champions, and I'm curious where they go from here, man. Yeah, this match was okay, I'll be honest. Um, you know, maybe it came off looking better on TV, but I just feel like, too, the it was so backwards, too, because, like, the whole entire time you had, like, AJ and almost who were the heels, and you had the New Day kind of playing, like, the heel role by, you know, trapping AJ right, in there. Right. And, like, you know, and then he gets the hot tag to almost. Uh, the finish should have been the phenomenal forearm on on top of almost his shoulders. That should not – that that should have been the finish. Yeah, I agree. Almost, like you said, if he was better than the great Kali, which is not really a hard task. Yeah, um, <laughs> nothing, I'll, I'll be honest, nothing he really did impress me that much. Um, the guy just, he's, he's big. I don't know, I, I, I feel like I was expecting more, um, and I'll just leave it at that. He's still very green, the, though. We got to keep in mind, he's still very green. The only reason oh, he has this spot yeah. is because he's tall as shit. Right, right. And, he, you know, it's just those tall guys, sometimes they, they can't move as well as, you know, I guess they should, you know, because you look at a guy like that and you're like, you know, wow, he should be able to do a lot more than he could do. Because we'll talk about another big man in a few minutes that I was impressed with. So, um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is what it is. They they changed the tag belt. So it was the right decision. And AJ Styles, Grand Slam champ, baby. Yes. My guy, the champ, 
that runs the camp. All right, the next match. I was not high on this feud. I didn't give a shit about it. But you know what? In my opinion, I think this might have been... I'm not saying the worst match, but this might have been like the lowest for me. But even in this match, there were some moments here. Um, You know, take away the shenanigans and stuff. You know, Braun and Shane, I think they they did a a pretty, you know, okay job. I think that spot, you know, with the the cage, him, you know, Braun going through the cage and fucking grabbing Shane and... You know, yeah, how then, cool was that? I've never seen that. Before, that was definitely right? a, I mean, not that. I was definitely yeah. a visual right there. Um, even I was surprised with the crowd, the way they reacted to this match too. Um, you know, not a lot of people were really a fan of this of uh, this feud, but you know what? You know, props to both guys. I think they delivered. They did deliver. Yeah, they definitely did. Uh, it was a lot better than I thought. And adding the steel cage stipulation helped it uh, in you know so much because if these two just had a one on one match, nobody would care. Um, I figured they were going to add some sort of like stipulation, like um, false count anywhere or something, right. so that Shane could do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But this worked, and like I said, that cool spot where he just basically Braun just destroys a steel cage. Thought was really really cool. I was really shocked to see that spot. And then you know, of course, Shane taking the big bump off the top, and um, you know, <laughs> Braun went over and wasn't shocked. So good stuff. Good stuff. Listen, probably one of the he's probably the MVP of WrestleMania, in my opinion, because he delivered everywhere. Don't get me wrong, he had some great dancing partners with him, you know. But man, Bad Bunny delivered. He took his role seriously. Um, let's give him a clap. Let's give him a clap. Let's give him a clap. And here we go. My boy. I called it. Listen. I called it. Fuck you bitches. Sorry. While I feel like maybe the last two weeks, the story started getting a little bit better. But, you know, getting to to finally this WrestleMania match was a little bit rocky. There was moments on Raw where it's just like, what are they doing? But, yeah. man. Like that, a music video. Like, what the hell was that? But Bad Bunny, man. This guy, you could tell he's a wrestling fan. Um, you could tell how much respect Miz and Morrison have for Bad Bunny for some of the, the, the stuff they did in the ring. And... I love this match, and I'm happy that Tampa didn't boo him. I'm happy that Tampa popped for Bad Bunny. Um, he did great. He fucking not did a Canadian destroyer. He did a Conejo destroyer. That's what he fucking did, all right? Conejo is a bunny in Spanish, by the way, Ryan. Okay. Just oh, okay. That's his word, that's okay. word for the day. That's, that's, your, that's your Spanish word of the day, um, Ryan. Oh, Conejo. Conejo. There you go. There you go. Conejo. First hey, there you time, go. Baby, hey, hey, hey. Tope suicida. But I know Leo and I both enjoyed Bad Bunny yes. on what he did on WrestleMania. But Ryan, talk to me how you uh, viewed this match and how were you impressed with Bad Bunny? What did you think overall of everything? Huge, huge Bad Bunny fan after this performance, there man. Absolute show stealer. Yeah, baby. Woo. Yeah, dude. Unbelievable, man. He, he, you know, this reminded me of, of course, is, uh, very different people, but uh, you know, it's the same concept where it's a, it's a tag team match uh, at WrestleMania that steals the show. And I'm referring to the Ronda Rousey, uh, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Steph match that was an absolute blast in New Orleans. And that right. was my match of the night uh, right. on, on that WrestleMania. And this, you know, was match of the... Well, there was there was a lot of good stuff on, mm-hmm. on night one. This was one of the matches of the night yep. for night one. This was so memorable. Gotta be the best celebrity appearance, uh, you know, ever not appearance, uh, match right. by a celebrity. It, this has to be the best ever. You know, I know people are saying, well, Pat McAfee is great. This, dude, Bad Bunny just absolutely killed it. I mean, Bad Bunny is not an athlete. Um, you know, Pat McAfee was. It, this dude just had an incredible showing, and the Destroyer was the cherry on the top, man. The crowd 
popped. I know. For that. Big pop. Big oh, pop. It was such an incredible moment, dude. It was awesome. Much respect to him. I would not be opposed to seeing him more. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to see more from him. There you go, Ryan. There you go. <laughs> yeah, dude. He earned my respect. And let me tell you, all throughout the weekend, a lot of the uh, you know Latino fan uh, base, they the, his shirts flew off the shelf in the store, man. Mm-hmm. I saw so many people grabbing them, uh, so many people wearing them all weekend. So hats off to WWE. It's a job well done. They brought this guy in and, you know, obviously – it worked. He did big business for them. So hopefully we see him again somewhere down the line. But an incredible showing, man. I couldn't stop talking about Bad Bunny after night one. I, I it really was just so good. Um, two things on the whole Bad Bunny thing. After this, I believe uh, the next. I don't know if it was later on that night or the next morning. Maybe Leo could educate me on this. But yeah. they did a promo for his uh, world tour that he's doing next year. The next morning with uh, Triple H uh, and Triple H handed him like a briefcase, kind of like a Money in the Bank briefcase, and was just like, "Listen, you did your thing at WrestleMania. Now you got to do your thing." And then the briefcase had like a kind of like a, a a gimmick golden mic type thing, and he goes back on this tractor trailer and he kind of cruises into like what the world tour is gonna be. All right. So the the whole and and again, this is how you know the dude's a wrestling fan. Right. His last album, the cover was a Stone Cold like skull. Right. Right. So now what he started doing with this one is he's taking his show on the road. Mm-hmm. That is the same truck that Stone Cold jumped out of. In right. The in the video. In the video. Yeah. So there's a video right. where Stone Cold is part of the video. Whatever. Uh, I'll send you the link. Right. Uh, so Stone Cold yeah. jumps out of this video. So the whole the whole thing like he's. He's storytelling. Like now he's taking a show on the road, and that's, you know, the, again, the wrestling. That's why he had Booker T inside the trailer mm-hmm. in the video. Gotcha. But yeah, that's the same trailer, and that's the whole Very theme cool. of it. So, that, so Ryan, you mentioned, you mentioned Pat McAfee, and you mentioned Pat Ronda McAfee. Rousey. And don't get me wrong, they've done phenomenal, in my opinion, um, with the WWE. I want to put Bad Bunny in a different category for the simple fact that he's not an athlete. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey came from the world of MMA. Pat McAfee came from football, whatever. So these guys were athletes. Bad Bunny, he's not. He was never an athlete or whatever. I think the only thing he did athletic as a kid, I think he was a skateboarder. That's it. And he never, and he didn't even take that professionally. You know what I'm saying? So I know there was some, and this was in the minority. Some peckerheads was like, oh, they're giving so much props to Bad Bunny. But when Pat McAfee, (laughs) it's like, dude. Come on, let's vote. Let, fo- <laughs> let let it go. Let's. Nobody's burying Pat McAfee. Nobody's saying that Pat McAfee right. is horrible. People just love to compare. Right. Man. It's That's like the thing. so. I, I don't want to even put him in the same category. Like I love. No Pat way. McAfee. I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. But uh, yeah, and Bad too. Bunny, Bad Bunny just did his thing, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy the pop that he got, and like you said, he you know he made a believer out of a lot of people, including yourself. Dude, hell yeah, man! Like I said, I actually went back to watch that match. There's a few matches I went back to watch from. Because I just feel like there were so many great matches over the course of these two nights that I just wanted to watch back on TV. Right. They were that damn good. And this was one of them. It was just awesome. And also, shout outs to, since we we're talking about, uh, we're putting Bad Bunny over in a huge way, but Damian Priest looked yes. great in this match, too. And props to Miz and Morrison, because without them, mm-hmm. this match wouldn't have been as great uh, as it was. You know, they yeah. sold really well for Bad Bunny. Uh, yeah, just, it was really great. All four guys, hats off to them. Really, really fun match. I tell you what, Priest didn't look too great on Raw, but I do rest. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Um, main event time, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. I thought this match was phenomenal. I already have this match at, on my list of matches that we're going to talk about at the end of the year, Ryan, that we're going to break down. Dude, 
this match was great. I was ha so happy for both of these women uh, for different reasons. Obviously, you know, Bianca, you know, beat Sasha Banks to become the women's champion. So I'm happy that she uh, got that moment. But I also know how much this meant for Sasha because Sasha prides herself as being one of the best to ever do it. And to her finally getting this big time moment, right, in a main event slot at WrestleMania, not only being two females, but two African-American females, it's just... It's such a beautiful moment, and you could see the emotion on both women before the before the match even started. Before they even touched in the ring, that was already a moment. It was already yeah. a WrestleMania moment. Just them making eye contact and Bianca Belair on the verge of crying, and Sasha Banks trying to you know kind of like gimmick herself up and trying to you know like trying to stay in character, but but she even cracked a little bit. Yeah, um, you see that. Yeah, dude, I thought this match was just a. a, a a beautiful match. It was so great. I love the ending sequence of it. That fucking gunshot hair fucking whip. Oh, oh uh, shit, the, I just loved everything about this match, dude. Uh, I thought this match was perfect. Uh, Ryan, tell me from a live aspect uh, how much this match is delivered. What you just said, uh, it was perfect, is exactly what I'm going to say. It was freaking perfect. I mean, this was one of my most anticipated matches going into this weekend. This was the one I was really looking forward to the most. This is the one that I really wanted to be the main event of night one because I just thought it just deserved it. You know, despite the story being what it was mm -hmm. um, and how they built this, I knew that these two would go in there and absolutely kill it. And I wanted to see the main event, the show. And especially, I know how much it means to Sasha Banks to main event WrestleMania. And I yep. just feel like she definitely deserves it after the, the year, the past year that she has had. And it lived up to every single expectation that I had. It was just, like you said, it was a beautiful match. It was so perfect. Uh, they worked so well together. So many cool spots in this match. Mm -hmm. One of them that I loved was when uh, Sasha did the uh, suicide dive out to the floor and Bianca picks her up and she just oh my like, God. presses her all the way up and walks up the stairs and just tosses her back into the ring. That was incredible. The hair whip spot was unreal, man. That... that like shriek in the stadium after that was just like holy shit like I that know. sounded like a legit gunshot it did and i was wondering how it came off on tv and it, it oh, sounded it the exact thing. same way it I was just it like back. it was like and then you just hear the crowd go like oh like it was just it was brutal man and but even if you go back and just besides like the 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 hair whip that whole sequence at the end yeah. was just it was amazing yeah those the reversals and everything yeah. into the kod Perfect, and you could see on Sasha too. They showed she had a little like you know, like gash. Yeah, yeah. On the hair whip, which is also nuts. And then too, I don't know if you saw, but um, there was uh, videos floating around online after of you know Sasha Banks uh, off to the side. And on she the broke floor, character. She was, like, yeah, she smiling. Yeah, she broke character. Yeah. Yeah, which which is just like it makes the moment even better. It just goes to show too that like you know I saw a lot of people joking, oh Sasha's now zero and six at WrestleMania and that. It's bigger than the right. ring, bro. It's bigger than that. The moment itself. Yes. You know, they, yes. The fact that she could say she main event to WrestleMania, right. which not a lot of people could say. Um, you know, and I also saw a tweet that was brilliant, and I love it. That some guy said uh, Sasha and Bianca was exactly what Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte yes. should have been. Yes. And oh my God, dude, that man, they built that three way at 35 up to be this spectacular and it main wasn't. event. And it was History making. And, and I will defend them to the point where it's like they were kind of set up to fail because of what time they were they had mm -hmm. to go out and perform after midnight, after the crowd has been there for eight hours. So, you know, I take some of uh, some of it off of them because I feel like WWE set them up to fail. But that compared to this 
which wasn't even hyped up as the main event slot nearly as much. This was only hyped up. This was only announced as the main event on Friday. I, I will uh, shout out to Sam, Sammy Suplex. He told me he was like, "This match put that triple threat match at Mania to shame, yeah, to shame." Because yep. this had 100%. <clears throat> this match did not have the great built that the WrestleMania 35 match had the triple threat, and right. like you said. Defend, you know, defending those women. Yeah, they were kind of set up to fail because of this time slot that we're in. But I, you know, going back and you watch that match, I'm not gonna. I, I like. I hate to say that match was a disaster, but it just was not good. It wasn't good. It's 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 not a match that you're gonna go back. You're not. No. You're not gonna think. Oh, I want to go back and watch this because there's just nothing. There's nothing to it. Great moment with Becky Lynch winning. Right. I mean, perfect. Right. Great. Great ending and stuff like that. It left everybody happy. But you know everybody just expected more right this was what this was a freaking wrestlemania main event man this was worthy of the main event <clears> slot <throat> and it's kind of funny how like that the triple threat the story going into it was really good mm -hmm. and the match didn't deliver this the story was really bad but the match did deliver right so it's kind of like the opposite and right. like i said i i can't stop talking about this match i thinking know. about this match Me i've too, watched bro. it like twice already since i got back it's it's a match that's so easy to watch and mm -hmm. one that i'm just gonna always like go back to as like uh, like one of my favorite wrestlemania matches or one of my favorites that i've seen in person it was i i can't put it over enough it no no your face says it all and i'm not gonna yeah. lie to you either this match um even with everything that transpired on night two you know, for like a good three days, probably to like maybe Tuesday, I was still kind of on a high after this match because I thought this match was excellent. And for the people that are trashing, not trashing Sasha, but like, oh my God, yeah, she never know. she never could win a match or whatever. This moment and this match did more for Sasha than any of her losses, any of her title of losses or whatever. Because this is, Sasha got a moment here. She got her WrestleMania moment. Even with a loss, it did nothing to her. Nothing to her. Another thing is, um, you mentioned the spot where uh, Bianca was carrying Sasha after the suicide died and was like gorilla pressing her. The misconception yep. about Sasha Banks is because you know she's tiny, she's thin, right? People yeah. think that she's small, like she's short, but she's not. She's not a short girl. She's actually mm -hmm. pretty tall. People get that misconception because she's so tiny, as like thin, that she's a short girl, but she's not. Like she's not short like Zelina Vega. She has no. some height to her. So for like yeah, Bianca yeah. to like pick her up with no problem like that is it was like it was pretty amazing. Yeah, dude, it's incredible, man. I. I remember, too, I don't know if you remember, I actually mentioned this to Brian when uh, we were there and a couple of my other buddies, they don't remember it, but do you remember the clip from when Bianca was in NXT, her and Adam Cole did something on, like, a morning show or something like that, and she picked up Adam Cole with no problem and started, like, squatting him? I vaguely remember that, vaguely. Dude, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, and I, sh I, I, I should bring it up uh, at some point, but um, it's it was so freaking impressive, and, like, that at that moment, I was like, wow, Bianca is just... On another level. Well, like, Bianca's an alpha crazy. female. And Bianca's an alpha female. She's the she's yeah. the type of she's the type of female like a Charlotte Flair, like a Rhea Ripley, like a like a Raquel Gonzalez that has no problem wrestling a dude. Right, right, yeah. No, she she would be perfect in an intergender match. I think she would kill it. But you know, uh, too, you know, the moment afterwards, which I actually um, you probably saw it online though. Afterwards, Montez Ford came out and celebrated with her for a little bit. That actually did not air on the network. I didn't even know that until I came back and watched it. Oh yeah, I um, saw those clips back. online. I think uh, Leo yeah. found the clip that you're talking about. Leo, you want to put it uh, on? Or the Adam Cole one. Yeah, we yeah. can't we can't play the audio though. But right now, Adam uh, has her on. Uh... Adam Cole looks like he's talking shit like he normally does. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Just like no problem. Right there, no boom, problem. One. And she's True. wearing sandals, so she's pretty much barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, with ease. Like, right. nothing. Like, no problem.
Yeah, Bianca is a. Uh... Bianca something else, man. But I'm happy for both women. I'm happy for this moment. But let's talk about night two, which, in my opinion, was not as great as night one. There are some questionable things. Um, let's talk about Randy Orton and The Fiend. Dude, um, everybody wanted Bray to win. Everybody expected The Fiend to go over. And that's not what we got. I do want to point out that Randy Orton coming out, he looked like he was getting a little bit choked up. It looked a little bit choked up with the fan reaction. Um, you could tell that he even broke character. Um, I do like how we didn't get this slipknot burnt yeah. fiend. I'm glad that we got like a modified version of the original fiend. Yeah, I thought Bo? No, that wasn't but <laughs> that wasn't Bray Wyatt. <laughs> According to uh, <laughs> Brad Shepard, that was Bo uh... Dallas. Oh God! Yeah, right. Yeah, you know the the peckerheads of the world. Give people the congratulations for that. Yeah, you know, you know the the peckerheads of the world. It, it was both. Congratulations, you yeah, yourself. Yeah, that aged very well based on what happened later on in the it week. Was... <laughs> so, um, it look I I actually do like this version of the fiend though. Like I like the 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 ring attire he has instead of having like the tank. He has like this like. I don't know. It kind of looks like a black straight jacket type gimmick that he has yeah. on. I do yeah. like the look. But um, you know, this match was just pretty much supposed to be a spectacle, a spectacle with the whole Alexa Bliss thing. I, I don't, dude. Listen, I didn't like this because it's like, what's the reason behind Alexa turning on Bray after the months right. of like harassing Randy, right? Like, what's the what's the reason why she turned on Bray? Then no also, Bass, you know. Based on what we saw on Monday Night Raw, it kind of looks like they're not even going in the same story here. It looks like Alexa <laughs> is going in one direction and Bray is going in another direction. So I don't even know if they're going to even cross paths again. The only way they could save this, in my opinion, is somehow... And I, I can't even say that to save it, but at least have... I guess maybe get me back invested on why Alexa turned on Bray. Is it somehow because... I saw some fan speculation, and this is all speculation. When Alexa Bliss was oozing black was, stuff. When she was changing the oil on her car? Whatever it is. <laughs> when she was sitting, the way she was sitting, they they were teasing Aleister Black. If somehow Aleister Black is associated yeah. with Alexa Bliss, then I'll be like, okay, I'm kind of interested. But I don't even think, I don't even see that for Aleister Black. I just don't, I, I just thought this whole thing was a mess, dude. Yeah, it was it was cool with the with the huge jack in the box uh, type of thing. Like the whole like production element of it with their entrances was very cool. The fact that Bray came up from from that um, you know to enter was pretty cool. He jumped off of it onto Orton to start the match was pretty cool. As far as the match, I mean, I mean, <laughs> what do you want to say about the match? I mean, the match was not memorable in any way. Uh, the red lights, my God, I hate those. I can't believe they brought that shit back. Another um, WrestleMania miss for Bray and Randy. <laughs> dude, it was it was bad, man. It was bad, and 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 Orton wins, and it's just like, hey, like, like why, you know, like God, the Fiend loses so much to the point where like, why even care about him, right? Um, and like you said, who knows what what they're doing with the story? Um, Alexa Bliss has her new friend Lily now. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. And I don't, I want to honestly just say, I don't even care where it's going at this point, because I just, I haven't really been into it from the beginning. You know, while they have, I'll give them credit for sticking with this story for as long as they did. It's been going on for a while now. So they're actually like not giving up on, on something so easily. And, you know, obviously it had to pay off at WrestleMania, but 
just confusing, man. Confusing stuff. And the crowd booed this heavily after it was over. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know if it came off on nah, TV. It, it came booed, off They booed way. it very heavily. So, I, it came yeah, off they weren't way. happy with that. Yeah, Rocky started the mania. And talk about Rocky. It was a Rocky match between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler oh, versus Italian Tamina. I w- There's not really much to say. Nia and Shayna retained. But you know what? On TV, I don't know about the live crowd, the fans wanted Natty and Tamina to go over on this match. I just think people wanted something to just like be shocked about, I guess, with the title change. I don't know. I, I hit the bathroom during this. I went to take a piss. <laughs> I, I will tell you, every year I go to WrestleMania, since it's only one night, Right. Um, usually everything on the card I want to see, like I don't want to miss anything. Like there's always, like, even if it's like a dud of a match, like, I don't know, like I don't leave my seat. Like I, I don't go anywhere. Like I don't, I don't even have to go to the bathroom ever. I just, I stay and watch the whole thing. Right. I broke that streak this year. With the tag team the turmoil match on night broken. one. The streak is and, broken. Yeah, the streak is broken. And this match on night two because I just could not care less about it. And I just feel like if there was a team like the Riot Squad in there, some a team that fans can really get behind, right. Right. like a baby face tag team, I think it would have been a little better. I thought- uh, the match itself, if you actually watch the match and pay attention to it, because, you know, obviously the match went so long, uh, I, I, I couldn't piss long enough because I was back <laughs> at my seat and they were still going. Um, it wasn't... Terrible. No, it wasn't a bad match. It just was. But nobody cared. Right. That's the problem. You you know what? It's a it's a robbery in my opinion that Nia and Shayna against Natalia and Tamina got fourteen minutes and (laughs) twenty seconds. Yet Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got under ten minutes. That makes no fucking sense to me. You should have gave them the fourteen fucking minutes because I that that was my biggest gripe on this match. They they should have gotten more time. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. The match was good. But it wasn't great because we know what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could do. Good match, but I expected more. I wanted more time in this match. I don't know how it came out to the live crowd, but watching it on TV, I wanted them to get more time. Everything in night two felt a little rushed, and I don't know why. Because when you have two nights of WrestleMania, everything should get time. Um, So, yeah, that was really mind-boggling. I didn't even realize uh, about the times until after the fact when I saw... Uh, you know, the time cap for each match. And I was just like, really? Uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy was great, though. Um, to me, that match didn't feel like it needed that much more time. Uh, being there live, I don't know, I guess it just didn't come off that way. Uh, really good back and forth. And I'm so glad, so happy that Logan Paul didn't get involved until after the fact. Okay, I know there was like some rumors about him being a, a special enforcer, a referee. He just sat there. He got booed heavily every time he was shown on the screen, which was great. And, uh, the fact they took a stunner, man, at he the t- end. He took a stunner like a champ. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, kudos to him for coming in and doing that and be and willing to take the bump like that because I thought he was going to get the upper hand because, right. you know, usually when they bring these guys in, right, they want to show off on, you know, uh, social media and all these, like, top, like, you know, um, out media outlets and stuff that, like, oh, this guy did this. And I'm just like, Kevin Owens is a freaking legend. First of all, he power bombs MGK off of the stage yep. years ago. Yep. And now he's stunning, stunning Logan Paul in the middle of the ring. Like, dude, it was, I thought that whole thing was great. Yeah. Um, I thought, um, whatchamacallit, Logan Paul taking the stunner. I, I was, you know, surprised on how well he took it. I was actually really yeah, surprised. Yeah, it took it good. Uh, Seamus versus Riddle. I called the right guy went over Seamus. Um, 
Not much to say about this match. I really enjoyed it. It was a very oh, stiff match. They beat the crap out of each other. And I really enjoyed the finish. That moonsault to like the bro kick. It wasn't it even it even it looked like more of a modified bro kick. Like it was just yeah. so it looked more like a knee. Like on say, yeah, yeah. It looked more like a knee. I was like, wow, man. But uh, you know, Matt Riddle got a little bit busted up and he caught the L. And I'm happy for Sheamus because the work that Sheamus has been putting in, he deserves to be a champion. I'm happy that it's the United States title. Yeah, for sure. Um, of course, I would have preferred Riddle to go over, but Sheamus deserves it. He's a, he's a workhorse. He's he's been doing some great things as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this match was really fun. It really was. I mean, like you said, not much to it, but it was a fun back and forth, stiff, you know, hard, fast paced, uh, just war between two guys. Very physical, and the ending, like you said, was just freaking phenomenal, man. Like that was so cool uh, the way they did that spot. And, um, and, yeah, Sheamus, the new U.S. champ, so we'll see where it goes. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. All right. And in my opinion, this was the worst match of the night, and that's Apollo Crews versus Big E. Listen, I know people are going to say, like, oh, you're the only reason you're saying that is because of Apollo Crews. But, no, I'm happy that Apollo Crews went over. I'm happy he's the IC champion. But when you're building this match as a Nigerian drum fight, right, where it's going to be no DQs, no disqualifications, you better give me, like, one of these like Wakanda Black Panther like river fights. Like you better give me something like that. They didn't there was no drums used. It was really nothing. This match was pretty much a dud. Uh there was nothing any the only shocking thing about this match is that you got now Dabakato being, you know, the heavy for Apollo Cruz. That's it. I think the right guy went over, which was Apollo Cruz, but I thought this match was the shit. It was six minutes. <laughs> speaking speaking of, of short matches and everything being rushed, this was six minutes. I don't understand what like what what's the reasoning behind that? Like why did that not get at least ten minutes? I mean, Christ, six minutes? You're, you this this is a feud that's been going on for a while too, and you know the payoff is a six minute match where they use kendo sticks half the time instead of anything else. And you know the big guy that I was referring to before, which I said I was impressed with, is. Daba Kato is that his, is that how you well, say, that's say the, his name? Well, that's that's the name he was using before. Now he's called something he's else. I think it's like Azik, Commando, Azika, something. Like we that. saw him on Raw Underground. WWE is going to act like we've never seen this guy before, even of though course, everybody knows who he is. Um, but I I was more impressed with him than I was with uh, almost really. I, this guy is a beast. He's a monster. He he looks like he could do a lot more, and we've seen that through raw uh, underground mm-hmm. um i keep saying i keep i keep wanting to say lucha underground every time <laughs> single time i say raw underground um but yeah i like the pairing i like the pairing a lot i think it helps apollo cruz um you know be this heel that you know needs a bodyguard like this mm-hmm. and i'm happy for apollo cruz that he yeah. got the the ic title man he's like i said the match was a dud and everything like that but i'm glad he got his moment and um yeah looking forward to seeing where this goes man every single time he talks with that Nigerian accent. It pops the shit out of me. Just just because, like, it's just so... It comes off so fake. <laughs> One thing that people are going to uh, realize and they're going to get from this episode is that Ryan is not an homo sapien. No. Ryan, I'm not normal sapien. No, not I'm not. A... I just, I don't know. He's right. as, as dry as paint. Well, okay. <laughs> all, all right. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. I thought this match was good. You know what was not good? Was goddamn it, Rhea Ripley's entrance was 
god awful. I don't know how it came out for the live crowd, but man, on TV, man, the chick, uh, don't get me wrong, the chick is hot that sings uh, <laughs> Rhea Ripley's uh, song, but man, on TV, this performance was the shit. Yeah, it didn't come across like that uh, live. I, I didn't really think twice about it, but then I did see everybody shitting all over on, on, on my timeline after, and I was like, oh, I guess people didn't really like it. I don't know. I really, I guess maybe I didn't think too much into it. Um, it to me, being in the live crowd, maybe other people could disagree. Uh, I didn't really think twice about how bad it was. You know, I right. It was just whatever. I guess I, I, I'm always I'm big on the WrestleMania live performances like that. Like, okay. um, like one my buddy who I was with, was there with. He asked me like, what do you think about like concerts during wrestling shows? And I say, well, I don't mind when they play somebody to the ring like play their entrance theme but i hate like you know like they, they don't need like um like wale he played Big E to the right. right but like if we just had like a wale musical performance like we've seen in the past like kid rocks having random performances at wrestlemania like that's not needed um but yeah i don't know a lot of people were down on this and i don't know didn't really think twice about it maybe i'll have to go back and watch it on tv to see how uh how bad it, it was what you thought of the match it was all right. Um, you know, I don't really know what I was expecting. I was maybe expecting a little bit more from these two. I don't think it was bad by any means, um, but it's not a match that, like, I'm going to rave about or right. I'm going to go back and watch. Um, happy for Rhea Ripley. I'm glad she went over. Everybody, I feel like, was waiting for Becky Lynch to, to return after that, and I was as well. I don't know, just just not not much to it. I'll be honest. You know honest. why? You know why? I feel like because in reality, this match should have been a triple threat match for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's the reason why some people not saying that this match was a shit, but maybe that's the reason why the match is like, oh, it was okay, it was it was cool, it was clean, you know, it was all right. You I know? I can't I can't disagree, man. I I feel like putting Charlotte in this obviously would have pissed off a lot of people because that's never the popular decision. But in this case, I think it would have definitely helped the match. All right. I want to take a pause real quick before we get to the main event. So we mentioned Hogan and Titus, right? Oh, Hogan. And um, I'm glad that Hogan got booed. But they, he wasn't the only one that got booed. So there's the speculation online. I believe Meltzer reported that there was a, you know, there was rumors that Becky was supposed to be returning. It was, you know, something that they thought about, blah, 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 whatever. And they were going to do something similar that they were supposed to do for WrestleMania last year with the truck or whatever. And then people started bashing Meltzer, saying Meltzer was just making this up because he saw the truck and it was Bad Bunny's truck, whatever. We don't know. Maybe there, maybe, maybe Meltzer was just making this up. Maybe Meltzer did have a point and maybe, or maybe there's somewhere down the middle where, where there was an idea, but the truck was meant for Bad Bunny, whatever. You get what I'm saying. So, based on night one and night two, you know, the biggest head scratcher was like, okay, what are we doing with Bailey? You know, Bailey had a fucking phenomenal 2020, even during a pandemic or whatever. It's kind of weird that she's not on the card. Maybe kind of does make sense that Bailey does her, you know, ding dong hello segment. And then, you know, you see the returning Becky Lynch, blah, 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 whatever. And it kind of makes sense, right? So, if you see night one and night two, as it's progressing, you see Bailey messing with all these fucking legends, right? Whether it's the NWO, whether it's Hogan, etc., right? So Hogan and Titus come out, you know, addressing the fans, whatever. Then Bailey comes out, you know, starts uh, talking smack to fucking Hogan and Titus. And then out comes the Bellas, and they, um, they, you know, they attack Bailey, and the crowd booed. Now, 
I think, you know, people that listen to this podcast know I'm not a fan of the Bells at all. I'm not really a fan of them. I could give two shits about them. But I do know the value they bring to WWE. I'm not fucking stupid. I'm not going to be fucking biased, you know, even though I really don't care too much about them. But I know they do bring something to to the table and they do have value. Whoever came up with this idea with the Bells attacking Bailey deserves to get fired. They're the ones that need to get fired. If they actually thought that this was going to get over with a WrestleMania crowd, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is yeah. you're you're having, you know, quote unquote Hall of Famers and, you know, two two females that haven't wrestled in God knows how long or whatever come out of nowhere and then attack a female like Bailey. Granted, I know Bailey's a heel, but especially when it comes to like a WrestleMania crowd, you know she's gonna be over with the crowd. Yeah. I don't know who in in the right mind thought this was gonna be a good idea. And guess what? The Bells got booed, and you know, unfortunately for them, they're the casualty on this because it was just poor booking. I don't know who came up with this fucking idea. They deserve to get fired. Absolutely, it it, it made no sense. It absolutely made no sense whatsoever to have those two come out and confront Bailey instead of somebody like Becky. I, I just yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I agree 100%. I just don't know who thought that was a good idea and who thought that that would go over well. I'm sure Vince is sitting back there. Oh, such good shit. Oh, they're going to they're gonna eat this up, man. The Bellas are back. Nobody gave two shits about them standing on the stage. You played yourself. Nope. No, nobody, nobody gave two shits about them standing on the stage getting the Hall of Fame, you know, um, you know recognition. And nobody was going to care about them confronting Bailey and basically making Bailey look like a freaking, like, nobody. Like, chucking her down the ramp. Just, I mean, that's how how you treat Bailey after carrying the company on her back throughout the pandemic as the SmackDown Women's Champion. That is what you had in store for her at WrestleMania to pop up in backstage segments with the NWO and with Michael Cole and then Hogan and Titus and then get attacked by the Bella Twins. Bro, I, and the fact that they did this right before the main event pissed me off, too, because I'm just like, great, now I'm in a pissed-off mood, and I'm about to see Edge <laughs> Like, shit, like, great, like, screw this. But, wait, but, well, but you know, while you were in a pissed-off mood, how, how dope was Edge's entrance, though? Oh, <laughs> how dope was Edge's entrance? Oh, man, bro. I, so I recorded it, and I've watched it. My guy, Edge. <laughs> you know, um, now that we're talking about the main event, um... Not that I was surprised, cause it's like, cause this 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 year was kind of weird, right? Cause you know we're coming, we're kind of sort of in the tail end, whatever you want to call it, this COVID pandemic era, however you want to word it. So I was kind of like, I guess indecisive and just kind of like mixed feelings on some of the the reactions of a lot of these talents we're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. And Edge got a fucking big pop, and just based oh, yeah. on his booking. You know, as a late, he's kind of been like teasing lines with both heel and face. I thought that maybe he was going to get a mixed reaction, and he didn't. He got a big pop. If anyone got a mixed reaction, he was Daniel Bryan because his yes weren't as um, loud as they were in previous years, and even and I was kind of surprised a little bit with Roman's reaction because I thought people were going to be cheering him, but no, he got booed. But in this yeah. case, it's good that he's getting booed because he's the heel. He's supposed to get booed right, now. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, I was shocked, too, that Roman got booed. I really was. I thought he would be over uh, more so than he was. But the main guy here was Edge. I think yeah. everybody in the stadium wanted Edge. Um, 
And that entrance, like I said, was just so insane to see live in person. I mean, I've seen it before years ago, but obviously Me not too. in a Me long, too. long, yep. long yep. time. Uh, just fires you up, man. And he was fired up himself. Oh, yeah. He was running back and stage. forth. So cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I was I was surprised at the reactions, too. And, uh, you know, maybe I thought it's because of who Roman's in there with. Like I said, if, he, if it was Roman and somebody else who wasn't as over as Edge was, maybe, you know, people would have cheered Roman more. But I don't know. I, I, I was very surprised at that as well. I thought this match was phenomenal, too. Uh, easily match of the night. I know some people, the I guess, like, the more wrestling loyalists were like, oh, there were just too many shenanigans. But it's just a triple threat, all right? No DQ, no disqualification. I didn't mind the shenanigans. Um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought this match was great. Um, you've been calling it for months, Ryan. The Roman went over and he went over looking like a fucking like lion like king of the jungle type shit because he pinned not one but both guys here um and you know what it even with roman pinning both guys the way he did i feel like it didn't make look edge or daniel bryan look weak either because there was chair shots involved um and if anything you could even make the argument that Roman necessarily didn't even beat Edge. Ed, Edge beat Edge in many ways. If you kind of go back and look at the match, um, I thought that this is a, this is another match. I think we're gonna. Th- I have it on my list, dude. I don't know about your list, but I have this match yep, on my list too. Here. We're gonna talk about this at the end of the year. Um, the right guy went over. I got a couple ideas where Roman could go from here, but um, before we go and touch on that, the future of Roman Reigns. Talk to me about this match, dude, and from a live aspect of it. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. It was everything that I thought it was going to be. Man, I don't think anybody sat down for the last five minutes of that match in the stadium. Everybody was just on their feet, just wondering what was going to happen because you genuinely didn't know. Uh, I think everybody could agree that Daniel Bryan had no shot of winning this, but I thought there was a really, really good chance of Roman retaining and a really, really good chance that Edge would go over by pinning Daniel Bryan right. by protecting Roman Reigns. Because then why else do you add Daniel Bryan into this, you know? And then, you know, when um, Edge hits the concerto on Bryan, I said, okay, Bryan's out. He's done. He's I, I guess Edge is going to pin him right here or he's going to end up pinning Roman or whatever. Then when Roman sets up the concerto to Edge, I'm thinking Edge is going to, like, reverse this, right? Mm-hmm. When, he, when he nails him with it, I was like, that's it. I was like, that's it. Ro- Roman's retaining. I'm like, holy shit. Like, they're actually going to have Roman retain here. Right. And then when he dragged Edge onto Daniel Bryan, I thought it was just incredible. Like you said, it made him look like a freaking man. Like, such a dominant world champion. That's exactly how he should have came off. And that's exactly how he should be portrayed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people left feeling like, like, you know, we wanted a feel-good moment like we had after night one where we had Bianca going over with the fireworks and everybody leaves happy. This wasn't the case for most people because they wanted edge. But for me, I didn't mind. I didn't care one bit because Roman is the man. He deserves this. And going back to what we were talking about with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, if they gave this belt to edge, it would have been for the moment, right? Right. The moment, the feel good moment. But you have to think long term Mm -hmm. in the long term. I'm not sure that Edge is going to be full-time. I honestly don't expect to see Edge until maybe SummerSlam. Okay? I, they, need so, to, like, they, need to keep, they need to keep Edge off TV for a while. And yeah, that's not so, me yeah. That's not me hating on Edge because I love Edge. I'm an Edge guy. I'm an Edge yeah. head. But it's just keep Edge off TV. We don't need to see him. 
even Daniel Bryan yeah. after the, after the you know they both they both got hit with concertos okay right you know last time Edge did from Randy Orton he was out for how many weeks last year right like he was out for a long time so right. let that um you know let that go off the side let Roman you know just dominate guys on SmackDown for the next few months leading up to SummerSlam let him dominate Cesaro right let him dominate like uh, Shinsuke yep yep um, you know. People Big. like that, and then you can have Edge or Daniel Bryan come back around SummerSlam time, and then you can have a rematch right. uh, at SummerSlam. I think that's the way you go. But as far as the long-term plans, taking this belt off for Roman just didn't make sense. So I was so happy. And all in all, as a whole, you know, despite, you know, you could say what happened with the Fiend stuff, right? You could say, oh, the Nigerian drum fight was a dud. WrestleMania 37 will be remembered for these two main events. Yep, yep. You know, these these big time main events that delivered and were great, like classic WrestleMania. Both events. listen, both when can we say um it's not often that we say a main event is is one of the match of a year contenders and, and we got yeah. two main events here that happened this past uh weekend of WrestleMania that we're gonna talk about at the end of the year. Um overall and listen, overall Wrestle WrestleMania thirty seven as a whole, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I think they hit a major home run WWE did uh with WrestleMania. Especially with the two night thing. Now is that something that's gonna continue next year? That, you know, the plan is no, but you know, plans always change with WWE. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Roman Reigns and where he goes from here, like you said, let him beat guys. And one thing about Roman Reigns with this title run that he's been on since, um, you know, what was it? The August of last year, right? Yeah. Is that even with him beating guys, it takes nothing away from his opponent. It actually gives him, I guess, more credibility if they go to toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. Look what it did for Kevin Owens. I I told you this on the podcast. The few he had with Kevin Owens rejuvenated Kevin Owens to the point that we could take him seriously again. We haven't yeah. seen that version of Kevin Owens in years since he right. lost a universal title, in my opinion. Um, I think he could do the same for guys like a Cesaro or a Shinsuke Nakamura. Here's an idea for me when it comes to Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns should hold this title to next year's WrestleMania for Dallas. And I've been, I've been throwing this idea out there for the longest and... You know what? I, I think they could do it at Dallas. I think if anybody should be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I think it should be Drew McIntyre. I think we yeah. could revisit this story because I've been ramping and raving about the story they told, the little story they told us, because it wasn't a, a, a long-term story telling a feud, but what they did at Survivor Series, you know, the Survivor Series uh, build was crap, but this story, you know, the two, three-week build that we got between Drew and Roman, I thought was amazing. The match delivered a thousand percent. The only problems about that match was it was in the Thunderdome. It was in front of a live audience, but the match was incredible. Imagine getting this match at Dallas in a pack over a hundred thousand people. Hopefully, COVID isn't a thing anymore. Um, I think that will be a major main event for WrestleMania Dallas, and I think we could get this story being told between Drew and Roman, and I think it'll be you know it'll raise the needle. And there's Drew's moment for in front of the fans for winning back the title that you know, um, well that would probably be for the universal title. It's still, it's still a world title. Moment. It's still a world title, it, right? It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, that's just his moment of winning a big championship in front of fans. You know, in a big time main event, um, and that would make Drew like you know just insanely big. You know, that, would, that would go over with him huge because whoever be, ends up beating Roman, if Roman does carry this belt for another year. That's going to be big, like a major, major win for that guy. 
And that's perfect, honestly. I, I, I feel like that has a really good chance of happening. I mean, of course, plans can change. You know, mm-hmm. we're a year out, obviously, so who knows. But I just feel like they definitely need to capitalize on that Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns match in front of fans. And that's an incredible WrestleMania main event that could just blow everything out of the water. Um, but yeah, man, I like I said, I thought... Um, I think Roman should definitely hold that too for a long, long time because I just don't see anybody right now on SmackDown that should take that belt off of him. And I know a lot of people are going to be upset when Roman beats Cesaro, uh, depending on how many matches that they have. Just say they have pay-per-view, like the next two pay-per-views, Roman and Cesaro face right. off, and Roman beats him. A lot of people are going to bitch him on, oh, they never give Cesaro the big one. Oh, he loses too much. It's going to help Cesaro in a huge way. It's literally going to make Cesaro be like a top guy. Um, and at least he's getting opportunities right, now. So, right. Like, I just don't want to hear anybody like complaining about that. And um, it's not it's not a burial either, because like I told you, these Roman Reigns feuds, whoever gets in a feud with them, it does more for their career being attached to Roman. Because one, you know, the matches are going to deliver. Look what it did for Jay Uso. You, you know what I'm saying? This is a this yeah. was the other Uso. Everybody only knew Jimmy. Everybody remember right. Jimmy. The Jimmy was in the back. Right. Jay Uso was the other. Uso that was always in the background. Look what Jay's at now. He's, you know, the main event Uso, the right-hand man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like getting into a feud where Roman, you know, does more more for your career than just winning a championship. Of course, man. Of course. And how good are those Roman-Cesaro matches going to be when that happens? Oh, my God, bro. That's just going to be so good. I can't wait for it. All right, dude. Um, so we spent a, a good plethora of time on WrestleMania. So, yes, yes, um, kind of the list I have dot down. We're gonna we're gonna kind of skim through a couple. We might skip a couple things. So let, let's talk about these releases, dude. Let's. Uh, you know, it's it was unfortunate. We got a Black Thursday this past uh, April fifteenth. What was it? A year ago, we got yeah. the what was it? Like, like the same date. It was the Se- same day. It was second the- time of my birthday that they get all these releases. Same thing right. happened last year. Well, hashtag blame Leo. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> no but, it's all right. <laughs> so, all right. So, 10 wrestlers got released. Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Payne Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Callisto, Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, and Wesley Blake. So, um, it's unfortunate at the end of the day because we're always, you know, we never want to see, even if we're not a fan of a wrestler, we never want to see these individuals, you know, lose their job. So, it does suck in right. that aspect. But then you could also look at the other aspect is like, you know, some of these wrestlers, whether some were due to injury, others were just misused or just kind of dead weight. We also got to be a realistic also. So what we're going to do here, we did the same thing last year and we went through, except last year was like over 20 names. <laughs> this year's only 10. <laughs> we're going to go through the names and we're just going to kind of just fantasy book where they could end up, what the future might hold for them. Um, and, you know, it should be fun. All right. So. Let's start with uh <laughs> let's start with Wesley Blake. Who? <laughs> Who? Listen, I'm sure he's a great guy, but I-, I could easily see this guy like just do indies. There- there's really nothing about this guy that really interests me. Uh Ryan. Stay at home dad banging Sarah Lee from Tough Enough, having <laughs> having more kids. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Bo Dallas. I don't want to hit this guy with the buzzard because I know um, he has other avenues in his life besides, you know, banging Liv Morgan. But, you know, I think he's been getting in real estate and some other projects that he's doing. So apparently he has his mind on, you know, making money. You know, shout out to that IRS. But <laughs> I digress. I can see this guy popping up somewhere. 
I don't expect him to pop in an AEW or anything like that, but maybe he can make a run in NWA for power. Maybe he has a cup of coffee like a Ring of Honor and Impact. I don't know, but uh, I, you know the thing with Bo Dallas is, you know, the height of his run was in NXT, right? The whole Bo Lee stuff. Then he got called up, called up to to Raw or SmackDown, or whatever, and they just didn't don't they really didn't know what to do with him. And then everything else that he did was kind of being like the second or the third of someone. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. And and the crazy part about that is during those runs, he got himself in better shape and yeah. still nothing. So it's just mm-hmm. like that's why I could see him maybe pop up like in the NWA or something, but I, I just don't see him making like a huge impact in in a major in another major promotion. Uh Ryan? Listen, I, I I hate to keep making jokes, but I, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't know. Like I said, NWA, yeah, I could definitely see that. But other than that, I just feel like he should go be a farmer and just have fun on his farm with Liv Morgan. <laughs> Hang it up. I don't know. I mean, really, I don't know. I can't, I can't see any of these guys going anywhere. I really... I just, I really can. I, I don't know what company would, would, would reach out to try and grab Bo Dallas. Like I said, the gimmick was fine in NXT, the Bo Leave. I was, it was kind of funny when he hit the main roster, but man, this guy ain't, ain't no impact player. He's uh, not going <laughs> to. No, you know. no pun, right? No pun. No pun. No. I oh. mean, I mean, listen, I'm not putting anything past impact. Okay. I, I'm really, not. they love <laughs> okay. these like, you know, jobbers. <laughs> All right. You know, okay. Love okay. Those guys so in. let's, um, uh, I'm, okay, this and I feel like this name maybe you'll, you'll get a different feeling for it, and I, I'm actually shock people with the way my opinions on this person. Okay, let's talk about someone like Chelsea Green. All right, Ryan, yeah, what do you think okay, about Chelsea okay. Green? Oh, now, 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 Ryan gets pumped up. Look now, at him. Now, Ryan, the meat <laughs> and potatoes. Now, 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 Ryan's getting excited. Look at him. Look okay, at him. Yeah, yeah. Let's now go, I can, Ryan. I can fancy book this Ryan. I love him. I love Ryan. Ryan, take it away. <laughs> Chelsea Green, baby. A-E-Dub. That okay. is the only place. I, nah, I don't say the only place I could see her popping up. I could see her popping up at any promotion. Right. But the one company that needs to scoop her up that I think she has a really good chance of going to is A-E-W. She's very close with Cody and Brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, they're really good friends with, with uh, Matt Cardona as well. She did all in. Yep. She is a really, really, really talented performer. One of my favorites uh, before she got signed to WWE. And then, you know, she went into irrelevancy. Yep. Um, she is the name that AEW needs to put into their women's division. I think she's that damn good. Um, she's got great gimmicks. I The hot mess gimmick, I, I'd rather her not do that again. I, but I really she, enjoy the hot mess gimmick and impact. It was Yeah, it was fun. But I just feel like... Um, in order to be taken serious, I feel like she needs to kind of reinvent herself and maybe not go back to the well with that one. Um, I can see her going back to Impact. Of course, Matt mm-hmm. Cardona's there now, and mm-hmm. obviously she knows a lot of the women there. Mm-hmm. But she's been there, done that, you right. know? Right. Um, obviously, Ring of Honor's out of the mix. NWA, <laughs> eh, that would just be a real letdown. Right. AEW's the only place that makes sense, right. in my opinion, and I am ready for this because I'm, like, out of all the releases... This one was the one where I was just like, like, why? Like, why? Like, I wanted more. She didn't even get a proper run, for Christ's sake. Like, she literally had such bad luck with injuries. She didn't even get a chance, and then they just released her. So, so I I was a big Chelsea Green fan before she went to the WWE, right? I, I loved her work in Impact. She did All In. 
big, big fan of Chelsea Green. Then she signs with WWE, and I'm like, okay, good for her. You know, she's a talented performer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, misfortunes with injury. I just feel like her whole run with WWE was a flop. Oh, big, yeah. big flop, big flop. People aren't even going to – it's going to get to the point where people aren't even going to remember that right. she signed there because she did nothing memorable in NXT no. and she did nothing memorable on – she didn't even hit the main roster. And then, and then also, to be honest with you, you know – when they did the, the 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 releases last year, at the time, I'm like, so you release Deanna Perrazzo, but you keep Chelsea Green? I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, Chelsea Green did nothing, and Deanna Perrazzo, you have her doing fucking enhancement matches. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, if anything, you should, you know, I'm not saying wishing anybody to lose their job, but give her to Chelsea Green because she hasn't done anything. At least with yeah. Deanna, you haven't her doing enhancement matches. But um, also... And I hate to and I hate to bring this up, but I'm I'm partially kind of also soured on Chelsea Green a little bit too, and, and this is bringing another topic that I don't want to go into too much detail with because this is like a whole other topic. But like when the whole Tessa Blanchard stuff started coming out, or whatever, um, yeah. obviously some people were coming at Tessa at Tessa Blanchard or whatever, and, and some may have good reason, others don't. But Chelsea, I feel like she did it to jump on the bandwagon and for clout instead of other females that actually had some gripes with Tessa. I feel like Chelsea did it to like get attention because I'm like, wait a minute. One minute you're like friendly with Tessa and you're fucking this and you're, you know, tagging her on this and being like friends with clout. her. And then all of a sudden now you're trying to clout chase and you want some attention and you're kind of like turning your back on, on Tessa because everybody else is doing it. So that kind of soured me mm -hmm. on, on Chelsea a little bit. But nonetheless, personal feelings aside, I feel like she does have something to offer. Um, I agree with her. If any, if she needs to sign anywhere, it should be AEW. They definitely do need women. Um, even though they, they have been, I, I feel like AEW has been making the, 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 the right moves on, you know, mm. uh, on focusing more on their women's division and, and stuff, but who knows? Maybe she ends up back in impact too, but regardless, I think the future is bright for Chelsea. Yeah, I wouldn't hate her going back to Impact. I think I think it would be a great full circle moment to have a feud between Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. I really do. I, I think obviously we know they're they're best friends outside the ring, right? But um, I think it would be so cool to see them. You know, just say main event and Impact pay per view or main event and Impact show right. for like the women's championship, the knockout championship, whatever. Um, that would be really cool. And then the good thing about it is like Impact and AEW. Uh, Impact and AEW has this partnership now, right. so. Right. If she shows up in Impact, it doesn't mean the door's closed for AEW. If she shows up in AEW, it doesn't mean the door's closed for Impact. So mm -hmm. either one of those companies, I think, definitely should swoop in there for uh, for Chelsea Green, for sure. All right, big name, big name, Tucker. Oh, man, Tucky, <laughs> baby. Woo! Listen, uh, man. Future um, Impact Wrestling no, World no, Champion. No, bro. Tucker? No, bro. No, <laughs> man. I did, Listen, man. No disrespect to Tucker. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a nice dude. But I do not give a shit about Tucker. I didn't give a shit about Tucker when he was with Otis. Or Otis in general. I'm not a fan of heavy machinery at all. Um, How dare you? Maybe Tucker could, you know, uh, work at a training school, training some people. But I do not give a shit about Tucker. I do not want to see him in any type of wrestling TV. I love it. He he tweeted, uh, I can't wait to tell my story. And I just felt like writing, too bad nobody gives yourself. a shit yep. about it. Yep, yep, nobody gives too a shit. Too bad nobody it. wants to hear it. But yeah, I was totally kidding about the Impact World, the uh, world title uh, thing. I, I want to hear like it. This guy has no future in the in, in the business. Maybe go do, be a bodybuilder or something. Uh, a bodybuilder? I don't know. Yeah, hey, whatever. Hey, listen, maybe he could, he could get him shape. Look he, at, he has more chance of working at a truck stop than being a bodybuilder. 
Come on. Hey, man. you never know. Hey, he's got a lot of time on his hands now. Oh yeah. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's take a little bit more serious route. Uh, Callisto. I I was talking to you uh, privately, Ryan, earlier this week when all these fucking releases were happening. You know, Callisto's a guy, even though he had a couple moments here and there in WWE, you know, former United States champion, former Cruiserweight champion. I think he held the NXT tag titles also with uh, Sinkara. But, um, you know, this is a guy that he was not really good at promos. You remember uh, Lucha Things? Remember that uh, classic promo mm-hmm. on SmackDown, Lucha mm-hmm. Things? But, you know... This guy, I could see this guy pop up in New Japan, maybe do the best of the Super Juniors, um, and even uh, maybe even a lesser big promotion, kind of like popping up in an MLW or even a Ring of Honor. Um, I do not want to see Callisto in AEW, and that's not uh, nothing against uh, Callisto. It's just like AEW's roster is already stacked. Like we don't we don't need a Callisto in AEW. No, no, no. But I could no. see Callisto doing big things in New Japan. I could see Callisto doing <clears throat> some things in Ring of Honor, or like I said, MLW. And then you know, go on the Indies. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Callisto pop up like at like at a, a GCW. You know, because GCW does other things besides Deathmatch Wrestling. So mm-hmm. um, I think Callisto, the future is bright for Callisto. I could see him popping up in a couple different places. Yeah, yeah. Out of all like the lower tier names that got released, this guy I feel like has the most potential and the biggest future because he could easily. I, I think he's definitely going to go back to, or he's going to go to CMLL, right? Triple A. He's going to do a lot of stuff in Mexico. Um, Ring of Honor. I, I feel like he could fit in good there um, with you know a lot of the other masked uh, luchadors that they have in Ring of Honor. Right. Um, New Japan, dude. If he shows up in the best of the Super Juniors, I think that'd be freaking fantastic. So First dope. of all, they, they need juniors, yep. and he would be just tremendous there. Um, yeah, AEW, no. Impact, I don't see it. Um, yeah, I think Ring of Honor and, and Mexico and uh, New Japan, that's that's the most likely uh, landing spot for him. All right. Mojo Raleigh. Yeah! <laughs> Dude. Mojo! Dude, I'm, I'm 100% serious. No, when no, I tell you no. that this guy has impact wrestling oh, written all over. Oh, no! Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm, one, I'm oh. not saying I want it. But, and I know I joked about Tucker before. I should have saved the joke. But it's, it's not really a joke for, for Mojo Raleigh. Oh. I feel like this is the type of guy that impact wrestling will bring in and put the freaking championship. No! <laughs> I'm, I would not be shocked if it happens, man. Listen, man. I was... I got to meet Bo- Mojo Raleigh in New Orleans um, at a bar, like after Mania, and he's a he's a really cool dude. You know, I'm sure he is. He, cool dude, fun guy. I think he got the chops to be like a color commentator if he wanted to. But man, when it comes to a wrestling standpoint, I do not give a shit about this guy. Every no. everything he did in WWE was fucking god awful. I just do. I hope he does not go up, go in Impact. I do not want to see him in Impact at all. You know, I don't want to see him anywhere either. I'm just saying where I think it's going. I, I just, I, and maybe it's maybe the new management with Scott Demore and Don Callis. Maybe not, but man, if this was like Dixieland or, you know, from no, years ago, if this no. was like, uh, you know, the other, you know, horrible management that, that Impact's had over the years, this guy would immediately come in and, and like he would squash Rich Swan for the world championship. Oh, a complete sidebar because since we're talking about like people you don't want to see on our TV, I hope. And I want people to listen to me. Like, you know, pay close attention to what I'm going to say. I, I hope WWE really learned the lesson this past weekend. We do not need to see 
Hulk Hogan on live television anymore. I, I do not want to see this guy on my TV anymore. If you want to use this guy for interviews for like some of these like biographies or documentary documentary series, that's clean. That's cool. Yeah, but when yeah. it comes to live TV, I don't want to see him on Raw. I don't want to see him on SmackDown. I don't want to see him on NXT. I don't want to see him on pay-per-views. Stop bringing fucking Hulk Hogan on these shows, on these big shows. We don't need him. Nobody gives a shit about Hulk Hogan anymore. And don't pair him with a black man, too, because that just does just not it a just, good look. No, it's awkward. It's fucking yeah, so awkward. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. I don't want to see Hogan anymore on TV. No more. That's it. No more Hogan. Yeah, I agree. Oh, all right. More names. More names. Uh, Mickey James. Um, yeah, I... Uh... I don't know. I could I, I could see impact. I um, she's gonna go to NWA with fucking Nick Aldis. That's what she's gonna do. Okay, okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, listen, Mickey James. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan I too. Mickey. I love Mickey. James. I love Mickey. I but, love um, too. I love. I just Mickey feel James like too. how much more does she have to offer? I don't know. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. NWA. Yeah. I forgot Nick Aldis. Uh. You know. Yeah, I could definitely see that too because I is there too, right? In NWA. Yep. So mm-hmm. you know. It just seems like a logical landing place, it's, but I could also see her popping back up on Impact. Maybe right. the, the, the thing is with Impact is like when they do their tapings, these people don't have to sign deals. So like right. if Mickey James comes in at the next set of tapings, it doesn't mean she's signed with Impact. Right. She can just right. do stuff that like Jazz is doing right yep. now with yep. Impact. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what? Holy, oh, but see, then you have the whole fucking ninety day clause. Not I think because. Uh, you just made you just kind of when you mentioned the jazz thing. So they did oh, this, the, her the mystery partner. For yeah, Jordan they Grace. did this angle. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm gonna touch on something on else on Impact that I just found out this weekend, but uh, actually this past week. But they're doing the whole thing with um. So you know, Fire and Desire, right? Um, yeah. Kara Hogan and Natasha Steeles. They're the current Impact uh tag team uh women's tag champs. So yeah. Scott Demore was gonna give the title shot to Jordan Grace and Jazz, but Jazz says, like, no, I'm retired, but I have the perfect partner for Jordan Grace. So I'm thinking, like, yo, what if it's Mickey? But the, the whole 90-day clause thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't see that happening. But uh, we'll, yeah. ta- we'll touch on Impact uh, towards the tail end when we wrap up. But, um, yeah, you know, I think Mickey's going to pop up in the NWA. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with fans still not being involved, and now, which I don't even know if this is the right business move, because I don't even know who's even paying for this but like now nwa power is behind a paywall with fight tv so it's like who's really coughing up um i don't know if it's like 10 bucks for the membership or whatever to watch nwa with no fucking wrestling fans you know uh i'm sure i'm sure the stories they're telling you know is good you know uh based on you know i think dave lebegreca from um busted open i think he's watches it so based on what he's saying uh he he's enjoying the product but it's like I don't know, man. Like, you have a, a paywall for NWA, and you know it's not even a live show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's yeah, all tape. It's weird. So it's just kind of weird. But I, I could see Mickey popping up in the NWA. But you know what? She might pop up in an Impact. Um, you could take away Mickey James' first WWE run, right? I feel like Mickey's TNA run was better than Mickey's second run in WWE. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, she had she had some good matches with um with Victoria mm-hmm. in, in TNA, and um, you know, I mean, she 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 had a decent run there. She won the knockout title a, a, a couple a times. Few times. She had feuds with yeah. OBB, fucking yeah, Angelina yeah, Love, you know, the beautiful people, yes, yes. Gail Kim. So she had like you know uh, 
you know, some pretty cool matches in TNA. And then, you know, she comes back to the WWE and you're like, you know, we got excited for her match that she had with Asuka and that one, I think, what oh, was it? NXT, yeah. what was it? TakeOver Toronto, was it, I think? Oh, yeah, I a few wrong. years ago, yeah. And then after that, and besides that, everything else she did, it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, you could tell they just really had no plans for her, you know, when they brought her back. They just really... It, just nothing for her to do it and it's funny too because like you know they she was just on the nxt uh pre-show panel for t- for stand and deliver this past week too and then mm-hmm. like you know a week later she's just gone like i just don't understand and, and we're gonna get to the next names that, that we talk about too it's right. just like i don't understand how they decipher who they fire and 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 who not to fire it makes and no fucking like, sense dude and it's just like you, you talk about names like wesley blake <laughs> like that's um, dead weight it's dead weight Listo, mojo yeah like okay they got fired because there's nothing for them to do they haven't done anything of relevance right but somebody like mickey james who has been on tv and then i guess i could just segue right into it right now like the iconic oh my Peyton god royce and billy k who are on tv billy k more specifically on tv every goddamn week what how, like, why did they deserve to be fired? Why did like, they even get they... split up to begin with? Well, yeah, of course. But fired? Fired? I mean, why? What did they do? Like, usually you get fired from a job, like I said, because you do something wrong, or you're not used, or, you know, they just have no plans, or like like I said, like, you've just been sitting in back and catering for so long, it's like, okay, well, what the hell are we doing here? Just let them go. But two people that have been on TV for a long time now, who were very popular with with the female audience and were, like I said, the greatest women's wrestlers I've ever seen, but they worked. They, they worked. worked as a unit together. Right. And Billy Kay worked with her comedy act. Yep. And Peyton Royce just cut an insane promo on Raw Talk calling out Asuka because she wanted an opportunity at the women's championship, and you just fire both of them. For what reason? Why did they deserve to be fired? It makes no sense, dude. This was oh, this is one it, of the one of the biggest so head scratchers. Well, the last three names, pretty much, Payne Royce and and Billy Kay, and then the next person we'll talk about in a bit. They were the biggest head scratchers. It's like, what the fuck? We just seen them on TV, and it's just <laughs> it's just so fucking weird, dude. Um, but you know what? I, and I said this to uh, Aridian uh, from the Rush Friends. So you know, shout out to the Rush Friends. I was telling her. Because she was just like, I'm so sad, right? And I was like, you yeah. know what? I get that, but you shouldn't be sad because guess what? They were fucking misused. Oh, all of right? course. Yeah. They were split up for no apparent reason. And they're going to be money and a high... They're going to be in high demand wherever. Yeah. Autograph signings. Fucking whether yeah. they end up in AEW or Impact or whatever it is, you know, which I'm I'm the iconics is what I would like to see. I want them to go to AEW. Because I, yeah. I, I feel like they could you could use them to their full potential. You could, you know, imagine the iconics. We've seen the shenanigans they could do on WWE TV when they're getting produced. Imagine them off the cuff when they have no barriers. I think they could do something in AEW or even Impact. Either or. Uh, or maybe they, they, they freelance and end up all over the place. I think that could work, too, for the Iconics. They're going to be high demand. They're going to get paid. And I expect big things for the Iconics because I'm, I'm willing to bet that they're going to be back together. 
You know, they're not gonna oh, do yeah. the they're not gonna do the the split act. No, no, no. They're they're a package deal. What Whatever happened, Leo? Hires them. They're a package deal. Leo, come on. Like, talk do on they the own mic. the name? Do they own the name? The Iconics. Or does uh, WWE own that? I'm sure WWE owns the Iconics with two eyes, but I'm sure you could do oh, the Iconics yeah. with one eye, or you could go back to the original, the Iconic Duo. Okay. I'm mm, sure yeah. WWE doesn't, because remember, they were known as the Iconic Duo in NXT. Yeah. Um. Then when they go, then when they moved to SmackDown, they were called just simply the Iconics with two eyes. But hey, they could be the Iconics with one eye, or they could just go back to the Iconic Duo with putting two eyes there with iconic you know what i'm saying there's so many different ways they could mess around with this yeah yeah it's just like i said it's, it's such a shame but um yeah they're definitely gonna be in high demand uh, uh, companies are gonna be calling them you know immediately after the 90 days is over um impact makes the most sense with the women's tag team titles now right. like they can go for right. those um you know AEW, of course you got sean spears there mm-hmm. who's uh the husband of peyton royce so, yeah, I could see that. But it's kind of just like, well, they're not, like, the best women's wrestlers. So, like, does that, is that what – like, they almost fit into, like – I hate to say it because I, I really do like both of them. They almost fall into, like, the diva category. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, they're not, like, the, the – they're not, good, like, women's wrestlers that are going to go out there and have a banger of a match with, like, Thunder Rosa. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but so, but, like, but can it, we can, – but can we – can we also say that, too? Because I feel like – after their split, like look at the match like Payne had with Oscar. That was a pretty good match, and I feel like Oscar brought that out of Payne. I feel like with the right opponent, they could probably bring that out of them, you know. Especially sure, when sure. in another company like an Impact or like an AEW with some of the talent they have there, maybe you know it's not overproduced, and maybe they're not giving like okay, you're only getting five minutes to fucking put A, B, and C together. Maybe they give time. And maybe you have like someone like a Diana or someone like a Jordan Grace in, in Impact or in AW, someone like a Thunder Rosa or someone like a Britt Baker or like whoever, bring that out of them. Like fantasy booking idea real quick in AEW, Britt Baker and Rebel versus the Iconics. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would, on paper, that that would that like fun. like you know you talk about like okay the match could be cool, but look at like some of the off screen shenanigans that we could get like you know with segments and stuff. Yeah, listen, I would like to see it for myself, really. I, I, I don't, like I said, I, I have a tough time picturing how they would be, uh, handcuffs off and everything. And like I said, they, they just don't come off to me as like, you know, the greatest in-ring performers. Right, right. But I would really, listen, prove me wrong, really. If, if they get a stint in AEW, if AEW goes after them, I hope they prove me wrong. I don't know. I, I'd be curious to see for myself, to see how good they are, but... Nonetheless, they're going to get swooped up by one of these companies, and I'm looking forward to it and seeing what they do. And like you said, autograph signings, you know, you know, uh, WrestleCons, conventions, things like that. Fucking over here in New York, over here in New York, Wrestling Universe, like they they had just a couple signings this past weekend too. I I think next week the Rock and Roll Express is going to be there. I think this past weekend, who was there? Uh, I think Tully and Arn and a couple other people. Uh, Chris Hero was there this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of they're going to. I'm telling you, the fucking Iconics are going to be in high demand. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They deserve it because, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I was sad for them too because I, it just came out of nowhere. Like I said, if they weren't being used, you know, for a long time, I could understand. But Christ, man, like Billy Kay was on fire with this comedy yes, role. Yes. Peyton Royce was just breaking out on her own, and just like to fire them for no reason, like when they did nothing wrong and they did nothing to deserve to be fired. I, I, I just hate to see it. It I, was, it was cost cutting measures. That's what they said. 
After they made ten million dollars <laughs> on, on a weekend. All right, yeah, they gave too much money to Bad Bunny, I guess. Let's talk about the probably the biggest name out of everyone, everyone in this list, and that's Samoa Joe. They had my man in a poncho on Sunday, I mean Saturday, and then he loses his fucking job. What the fuck, man? Um, so listen, I love Samoa Joe. He's, you know, his work that he did outside, you know, even his NXT stuff, you know, the work he did with Impact, the work he did in Ring of Honor, fucking top-notch work, amazing work, fucking phenomenal wrestler. You can make the argument that maybe Samoa Joe should have beat Brock Lesnar at that one ep- uh, one pay-per-view, uh, what was it, Great Balls yeah. of Fire. Yeah. Um, you can make the argument that Samoa Joe should have held the one of the world titles at some point. But, you know, injuries caught up to him. They gave him this broadcasting role, which I think he hit a big home run. And, mm-hmm. you know, he reminded me of, of Taz when Taz first started in broadcasting. And then he fucking loses his job. Makes no <clears> fucking <throat> sense to me why he lost his job. I don't know if there's something that maybe he, you know, because even with some of these names, it was rumored that some of these names even asked for their release or kind of was pushing for a release. So who knows? Maybe Samoa Joe behind the scenes has been working on trying to get cleared. And WWE fucking tells him no, no, because yeah, he sees. Yep. Well, yep. speculation, yeah. right? You know, because we've seen what happened with Edge. We've seen mm-hmm. what happened with Christian. We've seen what happened with Daniel Bryan. So maybe Samoa Joe, because he's friends with these guys too. Maybe mm-hmm. Samoa Joe has been pushing. He sees what they did. He's like, hey, I want to come back to the ring or whatever. And he's taking the proper steps. And maybe he's gotten cleared from doctors. And then WWE's like, no, no, no. We, we want to still keep you at this role. And then. Who knows? Maybe Samoa Joe asked for his release. I'm just throwing a hypothetical here. But at the end of the day, the fact that you're not keeping Samoa Joe on your roster and not working with this guy makes absolutely no fucking sense to me whatsoever. His entire WWE run was a complete dud. It was a complete waste of time. Uh, The only good thing that will ever be remembered is his match with Brock. Um, Yeah, okay, maybe his match with AJ, but... I like his I mean, NXT yeah. run. I like yeah, his NXT run. Yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm, I was talking mostly about his main roster run. Right. Should have specified. Um, just like I said, what a waste of time, man. Like, he just didn't do anything of importance on the main roster. He was great on commentary, but, but he should have never been on commentary, okay? This guy should have been an in-ring competitor. Right. And I think it just comes down to the fact that they did not want to medically clear him. And, uh, you know, we saw it with Sting. We've seen it with a bunch of other guys mm-hmm. who they just... WWE, I guess, just doesn't want to be liable for some of these guys. And, um, you know, he'll go someplace else and he'll kill it. And I honestly think this is a blessing in disguise. I just really feel like they never had big plans for Samoa Joe. They never had plans to make him a WWE champion, which is a damn shame. Right. Um, But, you know, AEW, (laughs) I mean, God, imagine this dude in AEW with the amount of opponents that are there, the fresh matchups that we can get from Samoa Joe there. Him and Kenny. Oh, my God. Him and fucking Kenny. Him and Adam Page. Oh, you know, the endless. Oh, my God. Him and Eddie Kingston. Oh, my God. Him and freaking, imagine his opponents in New Japan. Oh, my God. Right. Samoa Joe and Ishii. Samoa Joe and and Shingo. Oh. Dude. I mean, come on, bro. Like, Like, this is, I know a lot of people were upset about this, but this is a blessing in disguise. I am... As a fan of Samoa Joe, I am pumped. I'm glad he's done with the WWE, and I'm ready to see the Samoa Joe of old get right. released once again and just go on an absolute tear. Because again, just wasting away the later parts of his career. Because I don't know how much longer he's got. He's got to, right. to go. You know, he's, right. he's not a young guy. It's to waste the rest of his career commentating for WWE on Raw, waste of, just a waste of time. So I guess the biggest question here is like, where does he end up? And you know, I. Uh, 
you know, AEW is, is a big thing. You know, he has two yeah. very, you know, he has a bunch of friends in AEW, but two yeah. of his closest buddies is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. So I'm sure, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're calling him up and listen, man, um, for selfish reasons, um, I would like to see him go to AEW one to tear it up with their roster. And then also the fact that now Joe is in AEW. I think that's one step closer finally getting AJ to AEW at some point. <laughs> yeah, good point. So, good um, point. so um, it's it's sad. It's sad in the sense because WWE did not value what Samoa Joe right. um, brings to the table, right? They didn't value right. Samoa Joe as a wrestler. But like you said, this is a blessing because now he could tear it up wherever the hell he wants, whether that's AEW, New Japan, which... You know, we talk about like the matches that he could have in AEW, but like you said, you know, him and Will Ospreay, him and uh, Minoru Suzuki, fucking the yeah. names are fucking, you know, him and Okada, this version of Okada, not Okada from TNA. No, this Okada, yeah, right. um, him and Tanahashi, the, the, him and Jay White, the, the, you know, the matches are just endless in New Japan, too. And you know what? If you're talking about like on a per appearance deal, I would not mind him returning to a Ring of Honor and Impact just to show up, yeah, you know, why not? to show face and have a match with like Roosh in Ring of Honor or have a match with, um, you know, like someone like uh, Rich Swan or, or like Eddie Edwards in Impact or, you know, you could do, there's a bunch of names in Impact that you could, he could have matches with, uh, you know, for a quick cup of coffee. Uh, I expect, um, you know, Samoa Joe to do big things wherever he ends up going. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, um... Those 90 days can't come up soon enough because I'm just I'm chomping at the bit to see where Samoa Joe lands up. But, you know, to me, the most logical place is AEW, and that's ultimately where I think we're going to see him the most. All right, dude. Um, dude, we, we spent so much time on WrestleMania. We're going to just skim <laughs> through on, on a couple things yeah, real quick. Yeah. Going back to the whole WrestleMania stuff, um, I know you was telling me off the air that you and our boy Brian, you know, the Royal Ramble, gave each other one of these. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because when you saw John Moxley face to face with Nick Gage, you were in shock. You were in awe. Um, I'll tell you from me watching it at home, our spring break, you know, because it wasn't Joey Janela's spring break, it was our spring break, you know, powered by 440 and Ricky Shane Page, you know, which that that was the main event. Ricky Shane Page defending the GCW World title against Nick Gage. You know, overall, the whole show was good. I enjoyed the show. But that main event, you know, before the whole Moxley and Nick Gage stuff, that main event was incredible. Um, you know, Ricky Shane Page is a guy, you know, people don't talk about too much, but because, you know, he's like, oh, well, he's a deathmatch wrestler. But he's he's a student of the game. He tells stories and he knows his character. Well, he, in many ways, um, if you watch, uh, um, he did an interview with Sean Ross Sapp. I recommend people to check that interview out because he, he really kind of goes in detail, like his mindset of the wrestling business. And I feel like whenever he decides to hang up his boots, I think he'll be a great asset for a, a producer role in any company because that's how good Ricky Shea Page is. But man, this match was great. But, um, you know, uh, I think the biggest takeaway besides Nick Gage defeating Ricochet and Page for that world title is what we got at the end where Moxley just shows up. He's fucking facing off with Nick Gage. They throw each other blows and fucking we're going to get a fucking Nick Gage John Moxley match somewhere down the line, bro. Um, I don't know if you got to watch this match or got to uh, watch any of the show, but what did you think of everything that happened here with Ricky Shane Page dropping the title to Nick Gage finally after a year of holding the title and now this potential Mox and Gage match? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the show or see anything um, about that. But I'm not shocked that Nick Gage ended up being the one to to beat Ricky Shane Page. It just makes sense to me, you know, not even uh, 
watching or knowing too much about it, it just makes sense. You know, Nick Gage is over with the fans. And, of course, Ricky Shane Page and his group were running roughshod for a long time, so it only made sense. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, too, to, to drop this belt. Um, and then something that I don't think anybody expected. I think everybody has been clamoring for this for a long time now, and it, it was bound to happen sooner or later with Nick Gage and John Moxley, right? And we're finally going to get that. And we were just talking off air where we think it's going to happen. And, man, I selfishly hope it happens someplace close to me, to us, where we can go, like in Atlantic City or something like that. Right. Uh, I know you mentioned Vegas. I know they're going to Vegas in a, in a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is most likely, I mean, you would probably think that's the likely place that that match will take place at. Uh, but I selfishly want it to be Atlantic City. Uh, either way, I'll, I'll order that on Fight TV and watch it. Um, but I would love to be in attendance for that because when me and Brian looked at each other after that happened, we saw the clips online. We were like, God damn it. Like, imagine we were there. You know, <laughs> imagine we were there. Dude, I pop even watching it. And I, like I said, I ordered the show. I'm like, man, I wish I was there, dude. I knew some yeah. people that were there oh. and they were just fucking losing their minds. But, uh, dude, man, um, I can't really imagine what these two motherfuckers are going to do. Because they have, listen, they have faced each other in the past in CCW back when, you way, know, way yeah. back before, you know, Nick Gage became like this fucking cult-like hero and John Moxley, the John Moxley of now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is going back in their earlier days. But I can only imagine some of the fucking crazy shit they're going to do. I, I think somebody could end up getting murdered. No pun. Dude, <laughs> I mean, listen, if if... John Moxley and Josh Barnett literally murdered each other. What what are these two maniacs gonna do when they when they go head to head? That's that's money. That's a money match right there. I'd I pay a lot of good money to watch this. So um yeah, man, I'm waiting for the match announcement. Like I said, I hope it happens in Atlantic City, but either way, I can't wait to watch this on pay per view. It's gonna be awesome. Um, real quick on NXT, NXT debuted on, on Tuesday night, you know, the, the new era of NXT, they even have like a new weird graphic for NXT. It's like yeah. the NXT logo. And I don't know if it's like a bat or a bird, some type of skull gimmick in the background. It's a pretty cool logo. Um, it kind of cool. looks like, uh, it like looks a like, crow. it looks like something that belongs like on a Harley Davidson or some type of bike. That's what it kind of yeah, looks like. Triple yeah. H came up with it probably. <clears throat> pretty probably did. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I think the, the, the biggest takeaway, um, Besides that visual of all NXT women holding gold was the debut of Taya Valkyrie. Now she's Frankie Monet. I enjoyed the presentation of Taya in this. I love the fact that she's still La Huera Loca. I'm just not a fan of the name. And yes, I do know because I know some of the Packer heads are going to be like, oh, she came up with the name. I still That doesn't mean I have to be a fan of the name. I do not yeah, think right. the, the Frankie Monet. I just don't get the Frankie part. Like if she was mm. Taya Monet, maybe I would be into it because I think no, the most... The Monet thing is a play on money, right? Like Mon Monet. Like I get mm -hmm. that, but it's just I just don't like the Frankie. I'm not into the Frankie, but I do enjoy. I did enjoy the presentation. I enjoyed the back and forth between her and Raquel Gonzalez, even with some Spanish uh, <laughs> words thrown in there. Uh, Ryan, what did you thought thought of this segment and then just the three NXT champions? You know. Yeah, so I love the fact that that they're making her into a big deal already by having her confront the champion Raquel Gonzalez. I thought it was going to be something where she just squashes a jobber um, in her first match here. I mean, she probably will in her first match, but, you know, I thought they were going to debut her against, like, one of the poor souls that they just signed, like, one of the women, like, that they just signed uh, for at the Performance Center, have her squash them and stuff like that, and just, you know, um, just do that for a few weeks. But I love the fact that she already puts her name in the hat. 
uh, you know, going up against Raquel, the women's champion, already makes her feel like a big deal coming in, right? Uh, for the people who are not familiar with her. Um, I'm curious to see what the gimmick is with the dog and, and, and how that, you know, kind of like, like where that leads to. Um, Frankie Monet, yeah, I wasn't really high on the name. I, I don't mind it. it. It is what it is. Um, I've heard way worse. Right. This is WWE for you. Right. And the fact that she came up with it herself, maybe maybe it, it has a specific meaning to her. So it is what it is. Um, and then that the moment afterwards, after she leaves, when Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair come out, it was just a really, really cool moment to see those three standing in the ring and then they throw up the picture mm-hmm. off from, you know, from years ago of right. all three of them when they first got signed or whatever. Um, and now seeing them holding up gold for, for the three brands, just a really, really cool feel-good moment that, like I said, you, you couldn't help but smile while watching yeah. that because it's just like to see how far those have come. And, and hey, the future is freaking bright for obviously for the women's divisions in all of those, you know, all in all three shows, because like I said, WWE's women's wrestlers, they just, they kick ass and they continue to get some of the best names in NXT and, uh, you know, and beyond. Yeah. The, me seeing that picture just reminds me of like, kind of like the, the quote unquote four horsewomen of NXT. And this is like, kind of like the second wave of the women's evolution, you know, right, these, three, right. these three alpha women, you know, holding all the gold. And I'm sure Triple H is like a proud dad, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he, he, it was so funny, too, because um, somebody on Twitter I saw, like, put, like, um, a side-by-side from, like, the show Full House with, like, Danny Tanner and all and all of his, all three of his daughters. <laughs> right, 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 and, right. And then, and then you see uh, <laughs> Triple H with, his, with all three of them. So funny. All right, uh, AW. Um, also, AW had a pretty, you know, for a taped show um that was taped a week a week or so ago you know it, it was a it was an all right show um you know we got more storytelling with bullet club elite bullet club us the elite whatever you want to call them the bucks are fully healed now um they had a phenomenal match with fucking uh death triangle ray phoenix and Pac. but you know as, as much as I, i'm liking this new attitude bucks with attitude that's what i dubbed them bwa bucks with attitude as much as i'm enjoying them being heels how come we didn't get this two months ago? Like, why Why did we get like, the conflict and the this and then that? I feel like we should have got this when they first threw up the two sweet a couple months ago. I feel like that's what we should have been getting this past couple b- month or two, you know? I don't think we should have been, like, toying the lines here. Uh, that's just my criticism, but I do like this uh, this attitude of the Bucks. Bucks with attitude, BWA. I love I love heel bucks. I love these type of uh, young bucks. This is the young bucks I fell in love with. These are the New Japan young bucks. But to me, this feels so forced. It really does. It feels so forced for no reason. Um, just came out of nowhere. It almost seems like they just didn't know what to do. Like they just didn't know where they were going to go with this story. You know, it's just right. kind of like why was the why did they do the back and forth of them being face and then them not being with Kenny and then, you know, just, ah, uh, dude, it's just, and then, and now, and now they're just back with him just because John Callis told, you know, told them that they are not the same young bucks anymore. And that, that, that flipped the switch in them like immediately. I just don't get it. Um, they had a tremendous match with death triangle. I knew that match would kick ass five-star match, uh, rated by Dave Meltzer just put another five-star match on the Young Bucks resume. It's just, un- it's truly unbelievable how many that they have. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Right now, like I'm a huge AEW guy, and everybody knows that uh, if you know me. But right now, I just feel like AEW is it, it. 
the shows aren't bad, but just my interest level in the shows is just not what it once was. And it's it, I, maybe it's just because they really aren't building to much right now right. at the moment. You know, like they, they, that's the one thing about the pay per views being quarter quarterly is like either add in another paper like another one here and there, or have like big specials mm-hmm. that you could build towards. Because right now it's like they've been in a lull ever since at Revolution. It's like, well, Double or Nothing is not until the end of May. So, like, what are they even, like, building towards here, you know? Like, I know they have a bunch of different stories going on. But to me, they don't. it doesn't feel as big as it should. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, as like I said, as far as the Bucks go, though, to me, the heel turn just seems way too forced. I mean, while I do enjoy heel Bucks, it's just like, it just comes off as they're trying way too hard. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I, I don't mind the Bucks being heel. But I just don't get the logic behind of how we got here. Like, we should have gotten yeah. this version of the Bucks when the two sweet was throwing what was like a month or two ago. That's what we should have yeah. gotten. Uh, listen, I love AEW, but when they shit the bed, they shit the bed. And I was not a fan of this main event. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Matt Hardy and Darby Allen didn't do the work because they did bust their ass. But it's just too many shenanigans outside. And it's just, it's just too much, man. I just don't. And. Dude. As and I love Sting, but I don't even need to see Sting with Darby every oh, single week. God, bro, he needs to leave TV. He needs to just go away, dude. We do not need to see him involved all the time. He should be used as a special attraction. Why is he there every single week behind Darby Allen? It just, it, it, dude, it's so bad, bro. Like, I, I it, it took me out of the match completely. Like you said, Darby and and Matt Hardy worked really hard. The ending spot with the coffin drop off of that. Um, the scaffolding or whatever was really cool spot. But man, too much shenanigans took me out of it to the point where I just didn't care about it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, AW really needs to toe down the whole brawl. The, the, oh, yeah, the, too much. You know what? It's not, it's not that like you could have brawls, but when you're doing it all the fucking time to the point that right. it, it feels like, I think there's been brawls, like two, three brawls in one show. Yeah, yeah, they do it. They do it way too much. It's overkill. Yeah, yeah, it's unnecessary. It's it that you just said it right there is unnecessary. Um, all right, two more things and we'll wrap up. Maranaldo, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. They announced this week that he will be returning to call wrestling once again. He will be calling the main event between Kenny Omega, Rich Swan, Championship versus Championship. For uh, rebellion, which will be happening next Sunday, I think this is cool, man. I, it, it brings it, it makes the match. The match already felt like a big fight feel, right? But now that you throw Mar Ronaldo, it's like it was like it's like the icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see Morrow call another Kenny Omega match because if you remember, Morrow used to call Kenny Omega matches when they were doing the Access TV stuff. Uh, yep. You know when uh, they would tape, you know they would get stuff from New Japan World, and then it was Morrow and. Was it Josh Barnett at the time, or maybe it was somebody else? I forget. It was Jim Ross and Josh Barnett. So I forget who was with Morrow at that time. That was a while ago. Yeah, but um, yeah, Morrow would, would be calling a, a New Japan matches. So, and some of them were Kenny Omega matches. I'm excited um, to see him call another Kenny Omega match. I think this is gonna be cool, man. It is very cool. Yeah, it it, it caught everybody by surprise, and it immediately makes the match a big fight feel, as if it didn't already. This is, like you said, the icing on the cake. Uh, this is awesome. Way better than Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown calling it, I'll tell you that. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be great to hear Morrow's voice again, man. I, I love the guy. I think he's, he's fantastic. And he, he really brings um, 
a lot of excitement and energy to matches like this. So I think this is perfect. So you, I, I'm almost positive that Morrow calling it, I'm sure that Stryker and D'Lo are going to be the se the second and third to him, right? They got to be some type of, or you think Morrow's yeah. going to call this alone? No, I don't, I don't know if he'll call it alone. Um, maybe he'll have Stryker there with him or something and, like and that. And Stryker um, will do the color. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be another guy. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Morrow could call it by himself, right. but I don't think that make, makes no sense for him to throw him into the fire like that. Um, but, you know, he's only calling this match on the paper. Right, right, right. Only the main so, event. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I definitely. I think he'll probably have match striker or somebody with him. Uh, yeah, appar it's, it's apparently, cool. it's been reported also that mm -hmm. um, uh, what's his name, Frank Shamrock? I think he's like the handler of uh, Morrow. He's the one that oh, set okay. up this deal, and then also he's gonna. This is a one-off, but um, yeah. apparently both sides, you know, depending on how everything goes for next Sunday, they're open to do more business in the future. And I think this would be pretty cool for Morrow to come in to call like big matches, kind of like remember um. And like later years, Jim Ross will only show yeah. up on WWE to call big matches. I think if they use, if Impact uses Morrow in this type of platform, I think it'll be pretty cool, man. Yeah, and, and with Morrow's issues and stuff, with like his mental health and everything, maybe it's not like smart for him to sign a deal and and just do weekly TV for a specific company. Right. I think this probably suits him better too to just come in for like big, um, you know main events or or maybe just pay-per-views or something like that mm -hmm. um i think that'd be cool um yeah any way that they could utilize him i th i just think obviously this is a one-off but right. i think there's more to come uh, you know with impact or AEW too because i'm sure uh tony khan's pretty high on him too okay lastly and we'll wrap up SummerSlam. some rumors came out this weekend that the plan is unless something changes and hopefully it doesn't the plan is SummerSlam might have some fans. We're going to get some fans back for SummerSlam, whether that means it's going to be like in an open type stadium, kind of like what happened for Mania or maybe like a baseball field or, or something. We don't know, but uh, I'm sure you'll be excited, you know, and you'll probably end up trying to go if it happens. I, I'll be yeah. open to it because it is a bit, SummerSlam is a bit close to All Out. I'm still having hope that All Out is going to be back in Chicago. But yeah, yeah, if, too. um, SummerSlam does have fans, dude. Where do you think this ends up, man? Do you think it ends up in Florida? Do you think it ends up, ends up somewhere near us? Do you think it ends up in Chicago, uh, Texas? Where, what do you think, man? Where's your mind at? What do you think? Yeah, man, it's hard to say. Uh, I think, obviously, Florida pops into my mind first, but also Texas, too, opening up mm -hmm. and everything and, and, and being able to host, um, you know, 100% capacity-type events, which is kind of scary, but um, I don't think that's going to stop Vince. Uh, you know, it's likely that it goes to one of those two places uh, on the East Coast here. You know, it really just depends, man, if they're going to have it like in an open air stadium or if they're going to, you know, or like a baseball stadium or something like that, or if they're going to have it in an indoor arena. Right. Um, either way, though, I think it's the right decision because, man, how depressing is it to go from WrestleMania with fans oh, to the right back to the Thunderdome? You know, and it's just like, hey, like, I understand, like, we're still in the pandemic, but man, like, Oh, like it's just so depressing. Um, so I'll I give think SummerSlam with fans is, is something cool. I'll, I'll give WWE credit that um, I, I do like the the new variation of the Thunderdome because now it's like on the entrance. I, I think it looks a little mm -hmm. bit different compared to Tropicana Field looking identical to uh, what was it, American Airlines Arena? That's what they were at. Before? Amway Center. Amway yeah. Center. That, that's what it was. Um, yeah. it, it didn't even feel like they were in in a, in a dome. It looked identical to when they were at Amway. At least with this yeah. one. 
it uh it looks different it looks different so uh yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah i always like when they change up the look a little bit yeah um <laughs> that's it dude well listen we talked too much too much uh too much mierda a lot no, no broken skull i mean uh yeah broken skull jericho and austin it delivered in every way and i was right i told you if they did not talk about AEW, it was going to be a miss and they did talk about AEW from the very beginning um it's a must watch um i can't praise it enough uh i loved every minute of it i don't know if ryan if there's anything else you want to add on to this the picture of chris jericho holding up the AEW world championship on the wwe network man just that is just mind-blowing dude i, I kudos listen if we're going to give Vince McMahon any recognition or praise, it's in this situation. Thank you, Vince, for letting this happen. Thank yeah. you for not putting your giant ego in the way. Thank you for just letting something happen like this, something cool for the fans to enjoy and to see. And just thank you, because literally there was no reason why this piece shouldn't have been aired. It was right. a great piece of business for the WWE, for AEW. New Japan, they talk New Japan a lot. Mm -hmm. Great piece of business for all three involved. I, you know, thank you Tony Khan for letting it happen too, and, and just it was great. It was really a must watch. The longest one I think too, because it's it over two hours long. Yeah, yeah, but it's well worth it. You know, Jericho even you know to naming all these promotions. Jericho even name dropped Ring of Honor and Impact, and, and during he did. The, so That's true. It, he it was did. it was just it just kind of worked out for everyone here. And um, you know, talking about Stone Cold. On A and E tonight, every Sunday they're gonna be doing like these biopics on a whole bunch of wrestlers, and tonight is Stone Cold on A and E. I believe it starts at eight o'clock, so that's something worth checking out if you want more wrestling. If you want to, you know, uh, I guess digest more wrestling into your system. <laughs> yeah, right. As if we can't get enough already. Right. Well, Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you for your insight on on Tampa and everything like that. Um, plug away, bro. Give me your plugs. All right, so uh, at Royal Ramble Wrestling on Instagram, at the Wrestle Radar on Twitter and Instagram, Wrestling Radar on YouTube. We just dropped some vlogs. We're just dropping. Um, my brother's um, going to be dropping an unboxing video. He bought something pretty big from WWE Shop. Oh, my um, God. We do the Merch Mania <laughs> videos and stuff like that. And, hey, more to come somewhere down the line. Um, at Ryan underscore Morano on Instagram and Twitter if you care enough to follow me. Again, I'm going to say don't really care if you do or not. And at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Definitely, definitely follow that. Ryan, you say you dropped close to 300 on, on, oh, on the shop. Did Nick spend the go over on that? Yes. For what he bought, yes. Oh my God! <laughs> Well, well, I will say it's a pretty cool piece of memorabilia, though. So. Oh, my. All right, Leo, give me your plugs in. LosRadio.com. Follow us everywhere. <clears throat> We're going on some shit. We're doing some stuff. And uh, Mafia coming soon. You can follow me at RadarSys87, but I don't really post that much on there. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you down subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, will be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune in like Mesclap, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Also, leave us a review, and that's about it. Long show, two long. hours and fourteen minutes. We had we had to go long, bro. We had that's to go what, long. That's what she said. How long do we usually go? I feel like that's standard. Huh? I mean, two hours. We, <laughs> I mean, the standard is like maybe 
a little under two or maybe two two oh five or whatever but all right so we went a little bit over it, 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 it's ha- it happens it happens Listen, we took sometimes. a vacation last week so you know we yeah. needed to catch up man it, it, it was a lot of wrestlemania content though and i think we needed to cover that you know yeah especially you since you were there yeah yeah exactly i, I wanted to share my uh you know experiences and stuff so cool hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to it I really hope this Moxley and um, Gage match happens where I think it could potentially happen, bro. Because if that happens, I think we're going to end up going. Oh, dude. I'm there, bro. <laughs> it should be it should be quite the scene with Moxley and Gage. Absolutely. I um, let's, hope, let's hope it happens in the place that we think and hope it does. Yeah, I didn't want to say it on the pod. Cause then don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. One, I don't want to jinx it, but then if it doesn't happen, like you guys said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to hear Peckerheads fucking cry and whine, and you know. We hear enough of that already. Oh my god, dude! Um, all the time. Just read the comments all the fucking time, bro. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Ugh. All right, for the old man Leo. Yeah. For the analyst of the L O C Ryan Radar. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R and stay too sweet. And good night, Ben!